Hi everyone! Welcome to Nature Check's Arda Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science! Hi, I'm Cheryl, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the dungeon master for this campaign. I'm also a PhD candidate studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing research, I'm a science communicator, and I promise I will get back to making videos for the roving naturalist eventually. <laughs> Nancy wants me to do more turf wars. I'm almost I miss Turf Wars with you. I miss it too. I'm almost done with field work, I promise. Um, <laughs> next there's Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm an insect and horticulture uh, enthusiast in Pittsburgh, where I work in medical cannabis. In our game, I play Fletcher the Human Wizard, and uh, I think that's about it. Then there's Cindy. Hi, I'm Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an enduring engineer over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Twitch and YouTube channels, but here I play Natia, the Water Method Druid. Then there's Peter. I'm Peter. I'm an agricultural scientist and insect photographer, and I play Cedric, the Dwarven Cleric, and our pronouns are he, him. I like that everybody's coming up with new titles for themselves. And then there's Nancy. Hi, I'm still an entomologist, <laughs> which means that I study bugs. I live in Quito, Ecuador, where I'm nor normally toting your butt around the jungle to look at all of the cool bugs and also learn about the cu culture here and conservation projects and ecology. And I play a human-ish looking young rogue named Kay, and our pronouns are she, her. She doesn't want to say it. She's not ready to own it. I was gonna say, I love you can say it now, Nancy. Everybody knows now. You're not you're not okay, human The real anymore. problem is like I I feel like I pronounced the race wrong. Everybody says it differently. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. It's a made up word. Yeah, exactly. It's a made up word. Yeah, Billy, like you're if you're an Asimar, you can just say Asimar however you want to. Okay, I'm an Asimar then. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I can't remember if it's an I R at the end or an A R at the end. There's like too many A's and there's too many vowels. I'm like the celestial glowy people from up on the high heavens. What she said. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching us live right now, thanks for being here. Thank you for uh, uh oh gosh. Hi, Eric, Sarah. I think that's, there was somebody else watching, but they left. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, you know the drill. If you've got questions for us, put them in the chat. We like to talk with our viewers. Um, and you can check out the reference section. It's got social media handles, Discord links, our schedule, all that good stuff. Don't forget, if you want to share us with your friends or catch up on episodes you missed, you can find all of our TRPG sessions, including our fun one-shots, on our YouTube channel and on podcast platforms. We've done several one-shots over the past few months that are really worth checking out because they're just full of awesome chaos. Okay. You are all back together in the material plane, but everything feels different now. Cedric is alive, but with new clothes and some different tastes. Fletcher, Kay, and Nadia are feeling a variety of emotions, and all four of you spent yesterday trying to figure out how you fit together as a group. It is now morning on Oladamum, the 12th day of Bright Run, one month since three of you left New Seychester, and you are all waking up in the temple in the mountains near the Raptoran village. But before we get back into the action of the story, something came up at the end of last episode, and we wanted to give it the time it deserved, so we're actually going to start with a science bell! Sorry, my finger was on the ringing part. Um, 
It was initially the saddest little bell that it didn't do. I was like, oh, it's broken. No, I, had, I had my finger was like touching the ringy part, and I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> it was just a click. Uh, I you, promise I know how to ring the bell. Um, yeah, who wants to start us off with the thing that was briefly mentioned at the end of last episode and why we brought it up? Uh, I think we should start with Peter. Peter saying again what it was, like what's going on with Cedric, like yeah. as if you're describing your symptoms. Yeah. Well, okay, so I I, I want to say like, well, um, Cedric has awakened with like a very strong distaste for red meat, which he was not aware of until like he put it in his mouth and it no longer agreed with him, which is not the same as the alpha gal allergy that we all like immediately thought of so red meat just doesn't taste good to cedric anymore but he's not allergic to it but i think everybody in the group was immediately like oh alpha gal like that's that's so similar uh uh, which is uh a tick induced allergy to proteins that are found in red meat which is a thing that occurs in the eastern united states which yeah, it, there's black-legged ticks. Black-legged ticks and Lone Star ticks are the two that they currently think can induce this in people. It's basically an allergy to the, it's uh, alpha-gal is, I believe, alpha-galactose, a sugar that is in a lot of different meats, but not normally in people, but it's in, like, other kinds of red meat. Mm-hmm. And it the science is still not clear why... You could normally go, like, eat some red meat and you're totally fine. But for some reason, if you get a tick, a, a bite from a certain tick that they also carry alpha-gal in their saliva, some sort of process from that ne- creates a allergy to that sugar in your body. So the next time you eat red meat, you can you could go into basically anaphylactic shock. You can get covered in rashes. There's all those basically systemic allergy reactions that you can have and we're and we kind of know like we've narrowed it down to it's something from the tick but we still don't really like totally know what's going on and it's this is super fun i found this while reading the cdc website um it's not just eating red meat so alpha gal like you said it's uh, alpha galactose a sugar um so it's a sugar molecule that's found in most mammals but not people and it's not found in a lot of other animals so not in like fish reptiles birds whatever and but it's not just in the meat it can also wind up in products made from mammals so medications cosmetics vaccines gelatin and milk type products can all contain this sugar which means that you could get that allergic reaction like ryan was describing from any of those things potentially depending on how severe your allergy winds up being which is really exciting yeah right because it would be really hard to get rid of i mean alpha galactose like that's that's such a small molecule the kind of processing they would ever possibly have to do to rid that out of like derived animal products would be a wild amount of work to, to rid that from those things. And so it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a wild thing. I really hope I never end up with this, <laughs> but being in Pennsylvania, we have like every bad tick thing possible in this state. <laughs> so it's not great. Yeah. I had Lyme disease twice. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, Excellent. but very double, excited double that flavor, in Ecuador, 
but we you... don't have like any tick problems. We have like lots of other insect-borne diseases, but ticks <laughs> are not a problem. <laughs> That's nice. And you were able to... I don't think I don't think we mentioned, but that the the symptoms can range in the same way that like most allergies, from like mild kind of you know oh you are uncomfortable to like anaphylaxis, right, where you need you have to go to the hospital. Um, so it can be really really terrible. Yeah. yeah, for like a sensitization to like full-blown, like really bad allergy yeah, reaction. Yeah, the, the CDC um, website lists like a rash or hives, which is like something that I get for a food allergy that I have. People so get like, that from like everything. Right, it's that, annoying, like, but it's not life-threatening. Yeah. yeah, but then there's also nausea or vomiting, severe stomach pain, and then difficulty breathing, drop in blood pressure, and dizziness or faintness. So those are exciting. So yeah, it's an allergic reaction just like anything else. So it's one of those where like, you would have it, but because it appears a few hours after you are exposed to the alpha galactose, you might not like immediately realize that that's what caused the reaction. Yeah. Probably also worth noting that like it's a true allergy and not just a sensitivity because those are two different things, especially when you're dealing with foods, because there can be lots of food sensitivities that aren't technically allergies. Right, because allergies stimulate the immune response, mm -hmm. where sensitivities are just, like, in the digestive system. Yeah, like, they can be bad, like, celiac sucks, but it's not technically an allergy. Right. The other weird thing about alpha-gal is it's a relatively new thing. So it's 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 not like there's a new disease-causing organism that causes it. It's These ticks have been around for, uh, you know, as long as humans have been in North America, but alpha-gal allergies have only been around since like i think the first detected one was like in the early 2000s uh, yeah so i found an article in nature about it and the person who happened the the scientist who happens to share my first name including the spelling um said that her first case that she encountered was in 1987 so i guess it kind of depends huh. on like you know it's like one of those like how do you know that this is what it is and how it works? So it may have occurred earlier and maybe just nobody realized what it was. Because again, it's an allergic reaction, so you might not realize what you're allergic to, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think yeah, it gained I, I, a lot of news popularity yeah. in the 2000s, though. I think it. I think the prevalence went a lot higher recently, or at least the ability to diagnose what it actually was. I bet it was going undiagnosed for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are relating it to all kinds of other things because it's, you think of getting, you know, bitten by an insect, you associate that with a disease, like a transfer of another microorganism that causes a disease. This is, we still don't know yet, but it's like, it's something that just has to do with a molecule. Like, and then you be, you get a, a, an allergic reaction to this, this, this carbohydrate. And, it's, and I think that was probably undiagnosed for a long time because when, when else, what else could we get like, equate that to right. previously yeah and it's not everyone who gets it either no no so it's like you just have to be the one unlucky person <laughs> yeah so there may be a gen like a genetic predisposition for yeah that, that that you already have some kind of change in the gene for a certain receptor that predisposes you to then developing that allergy and that that's what there are you know that's what all the research right now is trying to sort out with it and what you just said about like genetic predisposition for developing the allergy um 
connects with something that like this whole conversation made me think about. So this is kind of a weird thing. But when I was reading this and noticed that like, oh, alpha gal appears in like some other animals, not others, and it doesn't appear in people. Um, it made me think of when I worked at the zoo and they were talking about the aardvarks and like only certain people can be aardvark keepers because aardvarks have some sort of, I think it's a protein in their skin that like we don't have and most people when they come in contact with aardvark skin will develop an allergic reaction and so like only people who don't immediately develop the reaction can wind up being aardvark keepers because they like most people just can't be that close to them that often. <laughs> um, so yeah allergies are weird and a lot of it just does have to do with like whether or not your body is used to that sugar or protein or whatever that substance so yeah I thought that was wild. So if you had dreams of becoming an aardvark keeper, Peter looks so sad about this. Did you want to be an aardvark keeper and now you can't? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been my lifelong dream. <laughs> well, no, I'm just hoping that I could get an aardvark and then no one would ever be able to come visit me ever again. It's the dream right there. Like, just, sorry, I, I'd invite you over, but you might die, so... Oh my goodness. The killer aardvark, <laughs> but it's not what people think. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like a security system. You know, somebody breaks in your house, they steal all your stuff, and then six hours later, they go in anaphylaxis and die. <laughs> it's revenge. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> any that other... took a turn. I, it really did. I didn't think that was going to go there. But anyway, um, any other... So it's a revenge aardvark. Not a, not a killer aardvark, right, but yeah. a revenge aardvark. Yeah. <laughs> As they say, you know. Uh... It's best served cold, right? So you want that delayed action. Mm. Aardvark is a dish best served cold. Yes. Yes, that is what they say. <laughs> mm. What has happened? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if nobody has any other thoughts on the alpha I, gal. Huh? Yeah, I think Sarah in the chat asked, could a biologic factor be produced to target the alpha galactose? Oh, huh. So like, oh, sorry, I'm scrolling. Like uh, like a lactate kind of thing where you could oh. like side mm. the red meat maybe. Huh. That would be the only way I could think of that you would like make it work. Yeah. Well, and even like lactate isn't a perfect solution, right? It, no, but you could like, you know, if you had a mild allergy, right. you could potentially like, if you had, you know, like lactate is like an enzyme that breaks down the lactose. So if you could create like an enzyme that you could eat alongside the alpha gal that would maybe break it down and then there would be less of it in the food that you're eating, yeah. maybe. Or even something that could just like bind to it or around it and keep it from being like interacted with your system. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like it would be like kind of risky, especially if you're one of the people with like anaphylactic shock, <laughs> you know, like I don't think, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think I, I would try it no yeah <laughs> they, they'll and they'll probably know more about the therapeutics or you know things they can develop once they just learn more about yeah. The, yeah. The, the problem and it's like and because it also could be like is it is it the galactose is it something else the galactose you know interacts with that makes some kind of cascade in the body that leads to something else that creates the condition i so i think they'll They'll, they'll narrow it down more. I don't know how much active research is going on with it because it feels like people still think of treat it as like sort of a like niche problem and mm -hmm. not, you know, like, you know, it's not, 
a vector-borne disease. <laughs> so I, I don't know how much is really being done right now. I mean, it. yeah, I, I think you might be right on that, but it's probably one of those things that, like, my increase in the amount of research being done as it becomes more prevalent as those ticks start moving into other parts of the country. And... Yeah, as all tick, as all tick-borne problems yeah. are, they're all increasing. Like it, it's it's all on the rise. Yeah. Well, with that very cheerful, optimistic opening to the show, that concludes your science. <laughs> Well, it doesn't conclude your science for the day. It concludes that moment. No more science. No more no science. More. <laughs> We're done. None. <laughs> So now we just get to go back to everyone being like awkward Sad. and slightly yeah, upset yeah. in different rooms. If anybody right? else talks about science, you're getting kicked from the call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, you can all resume being emo or whatever was happening. Um, it is the next morning. And I think we had determined that you all were sleeping in the dormitory, but it sounded like a lot of people had picked beds like very far apart from one another. So you're still, you're socially distanced in the dormitory. I think even if even if we weren't all feeling awkward around each other, I think we would be sleeping sep like far away from each other just for like the kind of novelty of it. Mm -hmm. Traveling together for like like a hundred years. Yeah, like a like a million years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you've been in those teeny little tents a lot. So we all kind of went to bed with our plan for the next day being like wake up and deal with the fact that we need to do this temple again and none of us are very excited about it right <laughs> i mean you don't have to do anything with the temple this is D. &D. i think the thing was want. just that we i think the thing was just that we didn't really know what we were gonna do with it yeah like what what we were gonna use in the symbols yeah because we've done we did fire we did water we did sand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're close to a town this time, though. We could, like, buy stuff from the town and put it in there. Sort of a village. But there's also I... a whole lot of different sort of, like, plant life around. We know that there's somebody who sells clothes. And, and dye. We could fill the whole thing up with cool dye. I wonder if... <laughs> Maybe we'll get to be... Tattooed and striped. Oh, so oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not gonna say anymore because it's that would be too meta gaming. So I'm gonna wait until we're actually like talking about what we want to do. So I just so, had an idea, but I'm not gonna like be like, oh, I'll propose well, it now, not in game. While we're talking about not meta gaming, none of the our characters are aware of the fact that we get bonuses to any skills from this right like we all yeah afterwards and right. like invigorated yeah yeah well I so it's, it's it's always been like i mean it's it, it has been pretty good because it's always been like what has been at hand yeah. that we've had enough of like it's never been mm. <laughs> well so yeah n you didn't notice it in the uh you didn't notice it in the desert because the only person who had a lot of trouble in the desert was Cedric and he was wearing metal armor. So you guys pretty much explained it like that. And, well, um, and also I was the only one that didn't actually participate in the fire. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like mm -hmm. they all yeah. got a bonus, but like 
your disadvantage <clears throat> wasn't as noticeable because there were other reasons for you to be disadvantaged. Because there was a perfectly good reason for <clears throat> right. you to have disadvantage. Yeah. And you and Kay both fell in the river in the mine and got bonuses to your swim checks to not get swept away. But again, like, you may or may not have noticed because they're, they're little bonuses. They're not like, I am all powerful now. Um, An Olympic swimmer. Yeah. Like, oh. right. I, I think the water one was before we did the whole thing at the point where the the pollution was coming into the main river. Mm-hmm. So there may have been mm-hmm. a little bit of that advantage for someone else there. You were the but only you, one who you swam. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. We're like I the guess every person should out, go into the water. Swim. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily like realize that it's doing anything to you. Um, you just know that it. The symbol glows and the stuff that you put in the troughs disappears. Ta-da. And then in the last temple, because we also, like, we tried to do it again specifically so that Kate could try to communicate through. It did not work. Yeah, but it was also, like, the second try. So maybe we try something on the first try this time. I like it. So while we're not metagaming, the only thing that's <laughs> to Cedric is that it be the four elements because that's basically what we've tried so far is water fire earth i mean cedric is a big avatar fan so what is he gonna do put heart in there next oh (laughs) he's not a captain planet fan he's an avatar fan sorry (laughs) i don't want you to go out and grind so that you can fill those three troughs with hearts can we not do that (laughs) we could have an interesting segment on the aztecs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just gotta fill it with love oh okay yeah yeah so you want to you want an emo episode <laughs> yeah us crying into the troughs oh <laughs> i mean Kay cries a lot but that might even be a little bit much for her <laughs> all right well so you've had this discussion out of character but let's let's get into character and see how you're characters feel about all of this instead of how you feel about all this okay okay i think uh fletcher probably would have woken up early and i think probably gone into that temple room because like now that we've like spent time here and we've gone to those places so much before and knowing every everything we know about those rooms and knowing how much we don't know about those rooms (laughs) probably would have woken up and gone in there while like people were still asleep and there wasn't anybody in there and it's just kind of looking at the walls, like what's carved into this room and, and all of those, those same sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so again, the, the art is a similar style, um, but the, all of the imagery is of the ecosystem that you're in now. So there are mountain peaks and there are the animals and plants that you've seen as you've been in this area. Otherwise, the same. Anybody else? Kay wakes up and decides five more minutes and pulls the blanket over her head and rolls over. (laughs) Yeah, Nadia probably would have gotten up fairly early and just sort of gone out foraging. Cedric? I think Cedric uh, probably would have woken up um, and then like kind of scoped out where everybody else was and kind of checked in the other rooms looking for everybody else. He's kind of got next step on his mind. So I think he would, he would kind of step into the room, the symbol room, 
where Fletcher is. Okay. Um, so you said you stuck your head in all the rooms. So as a reminder, the, um, the dormitory is one room within the complex behind the dwelling door. So there's also like, you know, some storage rooms and, and like study rooms and the kitchen and stuff. And then the other two doors that you can open and access, one is the worship that goes to the room where Fletcher is. And the other is training, which goes into this like classroomy area. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to kind of stick my head into worship. Okay. Then, hey, uh, Fletcher, um, I didn't bother to check yesterday, but did you check and see if there's any writing on the ceiling? Remember there was that other room way back in the other temple that had the writing on the ceiling? I feel like we should be checking for that. Well, that was, uh, showed up in the dark, right? I, I, did, I didn't see anything over the beds last night. I, I haven't looked in any of the other rooms in the dark. Uh, when we camped out our first night there, we had a fire going and haven't been anywhere in complete darkness. So I haven't seen anything, but there could be. You want to check in here? I'll go check the rest of the rooms. I can walk around them without a torch because, you know, dark vision. So Cheryl, are these is the room lit with a torch, or is it getting like enough light from outside that like daylight lights it up? Um, the the main room off of which these four other doors lead gets a little bit of light depending on like the time of day, the angle of the sun through those bushes. But they are pretty thick bushes, so and all of you know where you are in the worship room is behind a closed door, so it's pitch black in here unless you have a light source yeah okay so i would so i would have my lantern yeah um yeah i i guess and i'll I, since it's a hooded lantern i'll just like drop its little plates down around the sides to, to make it go dark in the worship room where where i am just to see what happens okay um yeah you drop the hooded thing on your lantern and look up at the ceiling all around and you don't see any any anything but certainly not any of that script like you guys saw in that other temple uh yeah uh, open the the candle back up to get like uh nothing in here uh, i mean where we found it before was in sort of just a random side room so i wouldn't necessarily have expected it to be in here but maybe you could go look around all those rooms by the dormitory Will do. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Worth a shot. I'll get, yep. All right. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. And I'm going to just kind of do a quick circuit of the rest of the room. And uh, at least when I go to the dormitory, give Kay like a, a bump. <laughs> um, what? Is the sun up yet? Oh, yeah. Sir. It's been up for like, I've been up for, for hours. <laughs> Oh. Burning, burning daylight. Mm. Kay, like, claws her way out of bed. Kay, like, claws her way out of bed, I guess. And it's like, yeah. And, like, like wanders off to the bathroom like a zombie. <laughs> so, yeah, I do a quick whip through of all the other rooms in the dark. Do I see anything else? Uh, you do not. Make an intelligence check for me, Cedric. The natural 20. Oh, good. Okay, so thinking about where you saw that stuff in that was in the Grassland Temple, um, it was in one of the individual bedrooms on the ceiling, mm -hmm. and you did, in fact, go into that room 
first because there was that whole thing where there was like a, a there was a symbol carved on the f- one stone on the floor and everybody was freaking out and wanted you to inspect it. So you went in that room in the dark by yourself at first and it was only after Fletcher and his lantern had come and gone that you saw, you and Lacanis saw the writing on the ceiling. And the symbol on the floor was in the shape of a flame. <laughs> I'm going to come back into the worship room. I just remembered something. <laughs> I like how Cedric is putting that together now as if totally clearly remembering all of those things after he's been dead. I mean, yeah. It's like those little glow-in-the-dark stars that you put on your ceiling as a kid. Mm-hmm. They have to absorb the light right. to activate. Yeah. I just remembered <laughs> that, uh, remember that flame symbol? Uh, info dump on Fletcher. Remember, like, it had to, like, you had to go in there with the flame and then leave again before I could see it? Simple like that anywhere in here. Possibly. I alone would have never seen it though. I with my lantern out, I I always have it on where wherever I am. Um so I guess so we don't know it's we know it's not in we know it's not in here because I've been using my lantern. Uh then I guess well I kind of need this, so I guess we'll walk together okay i'm just loving the idea of you come barging into the dormitory with the lantern real bright while Kay is still trying to sleep bright light turn it back off so i guess we'll walk out and the i think the next room over is the training room so we'll just like turn in there and like okay well let's let's give it a moment and i'll pull like Make sure I have like all the sides of the lantern up to just really like get the glow in the room. Give it get a moment and then. Excited. What was that? Get the electrons excited. Yeah, that's why yeah. it glows. They <laughs> yeah, yeah. jump out and then gradually <laughs> fall back down. Uh, and then and while we're waiting, it just kind of like. Hopefully this works. I drop the sides. Okay. Um. You make the room dark again and. You don't see anything anyway. I guess we're going to do this in all the rest of the rooms. And while we're, I'm going to be looking for a flame symbol like we saw in the previous temple. Okay, uh, give me a search check then. Inspecting the stonework. Let's see. I don't think I'm bothering to look. (laughs) It was that low, huh? Yep, it's four. It's a total of four. Cool, yeah. You do not see any, uh, don't you get a bonus to searching stonework? Anyway, um, you don't see any flame symbols. Okay, um, it's a six. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you don't see any flame symbols. Um, and you try this in a bunch of other rooms and don't get any results. Well, it was it was worth a try, I guess. It, I, with that kind of connection that it, may have been a message left by a person in one place that they had been. They may not have necessarily been in all of these temples. Might not be, like it's not a built-in feature of every temple. It was a single person who visited that temple. Oh, well, I guess the only thing else to do is fill up these troughs with something. And, and see if Kay can do anything here while we 
are doing that this time. We kind of missed our chance in the last temple. Yeah. We're getting better at this, I feel like, maybe. Right? Fourth is the charm. <laughs> That's what we say. That's what dwarves say. By the, by the 12th temple, they'll have it down. It'll be perfect. There are 12 temples? No, I know. <laughs> I just picked a number. I can't tell if you're excited or horrified by that. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that be a mystery for you, like the number of temples is for us. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we need Kay. We should probably get her up if we're going to do this and find Nadia, because I haven't seen her yet today. So the only thing I can think of is that we need to be filling these troughs with, with air, because that's the fourth element after fire, water, and earth. But I guess we full of air, so I don't know how we would like do that. Yeah, in our first temple, we we did this, the arrangement stood on pillars without anything, which means they were filled with air and nothing happened. But one of the options I've been mulling over while we've been here that may relate to what you would want to do is if if these people here uh, if they keep their feathers when they if they go through like many birds go through a molt or or lose plumage if they you keep those feathers for use in all kinds of various things we could see if we can purchase some and use feathers in the troughs feathers birds air flying Feathers and rocks are the things I've seen that are very abundant around here. It's just a matter of which one we can easily get. I'm honestly not super familiar with birds much. So the fact that their feathers just kind of fall out is gross, I guess. They just... I mean, they don't their have hair falls out all the time. What? What does? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just fall out. I'm just honestly, I'm 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 having trouble imagining showing up in like a human village, being like, "So we like to purchase a large quantity of hair." I mean, people do that though. Keep that. Yeah, like people go to to different areas all over the world and like offer to buy people's hair. Yeah, and they're I, usually I, like cheated out of good prices for it. I know that the thing, but I feel like that's that's a that's a niche market. Right? I feel like it's it's not a thing that many people are involved in. I don't know. But yes, that's that's fair. I mean, I feel like human hair wigs are like pretty Those pretty are the popular. most expensive kinds of yeah. wigs you can get are the real yeah, human like, wigs. <laughs> sure. The whole reason you've got the like hair donation programs is to make high quality wigs. Well yeah. those are complicated. So mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Nature Check, where we talk about the science and socio-political issues. Yeah. Uh, also, stay for the games. It's even more to be really utilitarian up here. Like, I would think if they go, if they do drop feathers and things, and they're in the mountains where it gets cold, and like you have your feathers, you need to be warmer you want i mean think of all the things we do use feathers for if you could just 
have an endless supply of them all the time. Like each year you're suddenly having a surplus of feathers. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also just laughing because I did recall that I have a bag full of feathers stuffed somewhere in the kitchen, I guess. Oh yeah. From, <laughs> from the random effect last day. <laughs> but no one else knows about it. Nope. I forgot you put them in a bag and hid them. <laughs> If I don't know what to do with those, Nadia certainly does not. <laughs> That's so great. I had totally forgotten that. I thought you were talking about like you, Cindy, like as a person who owns lots of craft supplies. Oh, Cindy's just true. hiding like, feathers all around her house. I have a nice selection of feathers because <laughs> I worked on a show that called for, I did a, I did a production of Cyrano last two years ago. There were many quills. I have so many feathers. <laughs> now, Nadia also has a secret supply of feathers. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, well, we'll find that out when Nadia gets back. <laughs> yeah. Or when someone goes uh, in the kitchen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Haven't you ever, like, as a kid, like, there was something that you were just like, I can't get caught with this, so I shove it somewhere that mom will definitely never find? Just me? Okay. Definitely, yeah. Just you. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Feathers, it's kind of air-y, so. Otherwise, the only other thing that I don't think we're going to have access to is we use these sorts of things sometimes at, at university for various tasks, but there's like air elementals that are the pure representations of elements. We could source things from them, but we'd probably be spending a very long time tracking and hunting air elementals to get enough of those pieces to fill these. So I don't really feel like that's an option. Yeah, I mean, so far, I've never met one. And I'm roughly 30 in human years. So I feel like that's not a great track record for encountering enough of them to... Okay, let's do feathers. That sounds good. Let's ask Kay and Nadia what they think. But I get no problem with that. Where is Princess K? Ooh. <laughs> Groggily coming out of the bathroom, <laughs> slightly disheveled. <laughs> she should be feeling pretty good because, like, these, we haven't been in like real proper beds in a month and we just got like two nights in beds. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what? Women have monthly biology that happens, sir. Also, there is that thing. You're making, you're going to make that an element in this game. Okay. You're going to keep track of game month time and do this every month. <laughs> Maybe. That would be great role playing, <laughs> but you better start up your in-game calendar. Okay. Three episodes we talked about how we weren't going to talk about bathroom stuff. <laughs> I didn't even bring it up. He was like, why do you feel so bad? I don't know, boy. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, there are definitely times where, like, you get, like, too much sleep and feel weird afterwards. I know yeah, I'm not the only person Yeah, you could have like said that. you slept too long. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, don't make me roleplay whatever Cedric would say about periods. You don't uh... know. <laughs> hey, we're going to do the thing with feathers. The what thing with feathers? We're going to get like a whole bunch of feathers and just do the thing with the, the you know, feathers everywhere. Are we going to like kill some birds? He's he's talking about what we need to put in the troughs and 
Um... He wants to do something with air, and I suggested maybe the people here keep supplies of feathers that, that are that are lost in, throughout the village, and so that could be a very easy supply of things to bring back up here. Uh, so we're just gonna a lot like easier to bring in than rocks. That is true. We're just gonna like knock on people's doors and be like, "Hi, y'all have any feathers you just like dropped recently?" No, we'll we'll go to people we already have met, like Isha, and and we have relationships with, and see is there is there a supply or if they know someone we can go visit uh, the tailors. Maybe perhaps they make quilted garments for warmth if the winters get harsh in the mountains yeah what about the hunter or the leather armor maker people I feel like yeah, the hunter will at least kill birds right these people eat birds right they don't have like a weird thing about eating birds i mean they are bird people I thought the same thing about eggs when we went to go get breakfast the other day. I was like, oh, we should get some eggs. I was like, maybe that's been insensitive. Do you think they have eggs? Do you think? Or do you think they lay eggs? Yeah. Well, uh, do they have a human anus or a bird cloaca? We should ask. <laughs> Cheryl, we need to know. How do these people defecate? <laughs> yeah, Cheryl, you just bitched about me about in-game periods. And now exists? we're asking you about buttholes. So take that. Okay. How like, many exits do they have? I, I feel like you guys have asked this question with like a whole bunch of the peoples on Arda. And every time yeah. I'm going to tell everyone. you like, let's have a talk about it because the monster manual doesn't tell me that. So <laughs> I don't. I mean, are they more like humanoid with wings or are they like just kind of more birds-like overall? They Where have Gary human- Gygax. Why is he not providing information about excretory systems? They have arms, right? They're wings. Yeah to their arms yes so they are not there so their wings are not homologous structures yes with yeah i think they're more mammals picture like an like an angel you know arms legs and also wings okay so yeah this this came up in our mermaid conversation it did but do the women have breasts i guess is the the real question i think the most obvious question that we would have Because so much in D&D, and we've talked about this before, too, things that you're like, it's a race of, you know, it's a people, but they're not humans, and they should have, a, like, d- dragon, like, the, the dragonborns, the, what are they called? Dragonborn. <laughs> Dragonborn? Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's Skyrim, what am I talking about? Um, <laughs> they, like, they, they should be way more reptilian, but then all the, like, depictions of them, and, like, people's drawings and everything, it's like, give them human anatomy it's like what why why would that be anything so yeah i've been wondering i guess at first i was picturing them completely like birds like like large birds like the um they're not aracocra yeah i was picturing them like aracocra spoiler alert also aracocra on arda but these are not them yeah okay so i was picturing them as if they were built similarly to that but now i'm like well then how are they built yeah. No, no. If you if you look up Raptorin, um, it's a, a person that just got wings stuck on and then instead of hair, they have feathers. So, yeah, it does not say in the the flavor text about Raptorins whether or not they come from eggs. I did a quick keyword search and it did not come up. So you get to choose. 
Um, also, all of the art I found online, the ladies have boobs, but that's because most people draw all lady creatures with boobs, regardless of what kind of creature they are. So. Because they're all drawn <laughs> by men. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, that's a feature of the human race, right. is that the males will sexualize anything that they can. Right. <laughs> um, I, so, I would think they'd be all like almost entirely human besides wings and like the feathers on the parts of their body where they have feathers. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I was... So thinking. they're mammals with wings. Yes, but not like bats. But not like bats, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a world of magic, and the nature gods did whatever they felt like. So if, if the, if the, if the wing, if the, if the wings are evolved from, like, with insects where you get like another set of legs where like, okay, like insects have all those extra appendages that aren't legs, but are just basically extra legs that yeah. get modified into like a face thing that doesn't you mean all their mouth parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the antennae and yeah. Yeah. Right. Everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I can imagine like an ancestral race where you've got like a human species, human like species that then, has a random mutation which causes a second set of arms to occur, right? Where you've got like two sets of arms just through duplication of a segment. This is like that Mortal Kombat guy, Goro. Yes. And then you, with the second set of arms, you end up with like a set of arms that has less function as for, you know, brachiation or whatever arms are for. And then it evolves into wings. That makes sense to me. Like in the same way that like wings evolved in birds where you like, you have a set of limbs that you're not really using to walk on anymore because you're standing upright. And so they evolve into wings or they evolved into tiny little asaurus <laughs> arms. And <laughs> or yeah, so they either they become vestigial or they become a set of wings. Sarah in the chat suggests uh, from the rib cage. Oh. Cause like turtles made their shell out of their rib cage and you have like dra like she specifically says dragons but you have those like flying dragons little flying lizard things that like basically have extra skin oh, between yeah. their well having a patagium between your limbs or between sure. your fingers like a bat is different because that's that not that's not like a separate yeah I don't know. Yeah, well, because I put in the chat, like, the question when you get these, like, you know, people with wings where they have arms and wings or whatever is always like, how do their shoulders work? And I, Sarah brought up dragons and like, yeah, that's also a good question. Like, mm -hmm. dragons have four or more legs and then also wings. Like, a wyvern makes sense because a wyvern is just back legs and wings and no front legs. Yeah. But mm -hmm. once you get, like, four limbs or more than four limbs and then also wings, it becomes very complicated. Like, how do the shoulders work? So, so the, yeah. yeah, so they would have had to have, like, it would have to have been, like, insects and, like, a repeated body segment, like Peter said, that then those oh, became... Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I think... I like, think it would, it would have been... But yeah, yes, like, yes, exactly. That's why they're so tall. So they've got an extra like four. And it became it became modified and compressed to the back, sort of over like the scapulae, and and became their wings. So they would have had like a repeated body segment in their, I don't know don't what like segment, that. but that came yeah. into. Yeah, it's like they're all their thoracic vertebra are just duplicated. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cheryl looks so upset about this revelation. I, I... Didn't know we were going to have to put a body horror tag on this. Um, <laughs> I think it's cool. I mean, it is cool. It's just also like, ooh. 
Do you want us to talk about buttholes again? No. <laughs> well, yeah, I can swing back around yeah, to yeah. demanding you tell us how they go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and Cheryl, what what is the rock in this mountain? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, you yeah. sounded so serious at the beginning of that, and then <laughs> I give up. While we're on things that we always ask you yeah, and yeah, make you yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah. what what is this rock? Uh-huh. Let me do a Google while you talk about buttholes or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If we dissolve this a- this rock in a strong acid, what will be left behind? It's got to be pretty hardy if they've like if they're living here and they've got these structures that like a granite or like a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not like a sandstony type. Like, yeah, or limestone. Like the, I don't feel like those would. I don't know. You can build. I mean, they're naturally occurring limestone caverns, right? So I guess yeah, they probably don't have acid rain, so they're not like they wouldn't get really quick erosion of the. Not yet. Limestone. Just wait till the dwarves show up. Till more dwarves show up, and start polluting everything. Mm-hmm. Well, then Nadia's gonna come murder you. <laughs> true uh though she doesn't have a great track record with that oh my goodness. still still zero wow 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 cold. i mean i'm the closest thing she's come to murdering a dwarf since you asked the rock of these I mountains take him out <laughs> i did kill him i just didn't leave him dead that's true she did. Yeah, it she shot him out. in the back with, a, with an acid blob or whatever. Um, since you asked, the rock of these mountains is, um, some of it is a very dark gray and some of it is a much lighter gray with like speckles of black and gray and white in it. And those are the predominant rock clo- colors you see, since you asked. Okay, you didn't decide whether the Raptorans have uh, buttholes or cloaca, but it sounds like we decided they're mammals, oh. so... I think we decided yeah. on buttholes. Okay. Yeah, buttholes. Yeah, I think we... <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Love that. I'm glad we got that out of the way. That was important. It was, yes, cool. yes. Now we don't have to ask them. <laughs> it's never polite to ask anyone about their private parts. Except that you did ask Rashidon. Because oh. you were like, oh yeah, if we break off the stinger part of your tail, will you fill up with poop and explode? Because regular <laughs> scorpions do that. <laughs> you did say that to Rashidon. <laughs> yeah. Well, except that's not something Kay would know, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of our charisma scores are now six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now? <laughs> so. Okay. So, I like to imagine all of our characters were just standing around awkwardly that whole time. <laughs> yeah, you guys are having this whole conversation, and meanwhile, Nadia is outside, just probably happier. <laughs> yeah, just running around. If my if my bird friends around, maybe we're oh, yeah. we're flying around in the mountains a little bit, and just you could absolutely, just enjoying the morning. Yeah, you could absolutely say that you've spent some time while you guys have been camped out here working with her to actually like turn yeah. her into an animal companion so you get those bonuses mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I guess after we like back in game, we like just t- talked about the the feathers with Kay. Uh, was it well, do we do we want to try to do this as quickly as we can so we can start sorting out where we're headed next? Cause I, I'll, I'll go look for Nadia. Works for me. Yeah. Do you okay. want 
and us to go into town and ask for feathers? You want to go look for Nadia? Let's let's wait and have agreement from Nadia. Good plan. She may have she if she's been out. I think a lot more than most of us have been. She may have found something better to use. If, yeah. Maybe she has come across a, a better plant with some kind of property or if we wanted to use rock, maybe she found a really good quarry spot where we could easily get enough. I, I don't know. Also, the last time we went looking for feathers without Nadia, it did not end well. That is true. <laughs> I mean, we, we did Nadia, almost die so from birds. Well, but... You weren't without Nadia during that. <laughs> also, speaking of that, do you think that maybe if they, these bird people do have extra feathers, we could just like dye them red and pretend that they're actual like like parrot-like feathers and then sell them anyway? It's not like they'd know, right? Out of character, I bet it was Sawan, right? Yeah. I bet she would notice that immediately and probably murder us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those uh, flowers Cindy was talking about. Blooms in season. <laughs> so in character, I think that's a great idea. We can probably totally get away with it. Yeah, right? I think so. It's not like they know what they look like. And yeah, I mean, she all feathers to... look the same anyways, right? Pretty much. So, let's... Maybe we'll get extra points for really big feathers. That makes sense. Character. Let's put a pause totally on wants that. magic feathers and can't detect magic. <laughs> it's not magic. It's we We dying. have to go back. We have to go back that way anyway, so let's, let's put a pause on that and, and maybe we can now that we know what we're looking for, maybe we can deal with that as we go back through the jungle. But I'm 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 gonna go look for Nadia. Okay. Like sidestep away and go outside. <laughs> I'm gonna have some leftover vegetable stew for breakfast. Because I yeah. What are you doing with all the pieces of meat you're picking out? Or are you just leaving them? <laughs> yeah, you mean just Kay, the like vegetables? holds her plate out. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a whole pot of meat of yeah. meat involved stew with yeah. some vegetables in it. Giving it to Kay. Aww. Uh, Nadia, were you doing anything specific or going anywhere specific? Or are you just out foraging? Yeah, sort of. How how long have they now been sort of futzing? A while. <laughs> okay. Then I... Yeah, I think I would just have been out there ostensibly foraging. At some point it turned into just playing with the bird. Um, because I sort of had a thought of like, oh, I could go ask my forager friend about magical things out here, but that seems like something I should do with Fletcher. So then I didn't. Okay. Do I see her when I walk outside? Is she far away? She might be far away, but she'll be highly visible because she'll you'll she's bright blue and flying around with a with a gold eagle. Oh, you went up in the air to, to do yeah. stuff with, with your bird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I just see two things It's flying. been a while since I've been somewhere that I can safely just fly around. That's true. I think I tried to like, I just see you and I'm like, uh, whoa, uh, I just start like waving my arms, hoping you'll like look down towards the, and I go in front of the bushes that are in front of the entrance and start trying to just like flag you down. Yeah, I should pretty quickly see that and you're up. And come back over. Uh, everyone, everyone's up, and we're we're trying to decide uh, what we want to do about this temple and the, okay. the the setup and what we want to use. And 
see if Kay could potentially communicate with somebody or something uh, when we oh yeah when we activate. I tried to do that last time. Um, I was I was gonna go back and because you'd asked about like plants with like magical properties and stuff, and uh, I was thinking of maybe going back and asking uh, Braca about that. But but I thought it'd be better if you went too, because like you would understand that stuff more than I would. I I I definitely I would like to to talk with him about that before we go. But we do have another idea that Cedric and I sort of came up with together. That okay. We want to, and I think I'll like kind of explain it to her as we walk back in about the maybe we can find feathers enough like oh. maybe there's enough feathers from these people that they you know keep aside for use in various things i'm like talking to her about it as we go back up to the yeah, group and i'm like should... or or there's a lot of rocks uh that or we can ask about plants we might be able to use if, if yeah we want to go with yeah. a magical plant might might want to be sure that the that their feathers aren't you know like sacred or something but oh we would definitely yeah. go and ask for you know very yeah. Oh. It, is that something that they, they mm-hmm. keep or, or allow to be used for other purposes? Yeah, it seems like a good idea. We need like a lot of feathers, right? Like a lot. Not like Probably. a. Probably. Not like, but like a. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I just walk back inside with you. We got a wagon, apparently. We could. We could. Like, we need like a wagon load, right? I mean, feathers, if we just need to fill the troughs, feathers are really fluffy. They take up a large volume. Uh, If you don't compress them, if we drop them in, they fill large volume uh, as they kind of lay on one another. Uh, That may may be a benefit to us. Maybe we can just lay them end to end. Maybe you don't need to actually fill the whole trough so much as put stuff in the trough. Maybe just make sure it's all connected connected to itself. I'm pretty sure we have to fill the whole trough. I'm pretty sure that was a thing that we ran into in the first temple. We didn't actually fill it. Right? I think that's that what was... we tried with the oil. Yeah, it was, oil. It was just a little just a little bit of fire. Yeah, and when we like lit it on fire and was like, and then that was it. Yeah. But also maybe it didn't last long enough or something. Yeah. But... Yeah. I say we try the feathers, and then if it doesn't work, then we can light the feathers on fire and try that again. <sighs> That'll smell awful. That's such a bad smell. <laughs> they might, they might smolder for a little bit longer. We could try maybe some of that like textile dye. We would need a lot of that, as opposed to a lot of feathers that literally come off of other things' bodies. We're not going to talk about where dyes come from again. I was just going to say, I was going to be like, and where do you think the dyes are coming from? Crushed up living things. Definitely harder. Maybe some minerals, but. Like there's more processing involved and just. There might also be urine in them. What? Oh, yeah. What? That is true. Yeah. Mordants. Yeah. Yeah. Urine's a good addition to a lot of dyes. And somehow we're back to bathroom stuff. Anyway. Really yeah, and we know that they do that produce urine. Yeah. We decided that. They produce urine to get rid of their nitrogenous waste. So 
If they didn't, though, I mean, the uric acid crystals that birds produce would be a way more concentrated way to, like, haul a bunch of that up here. Then we can dilute that. It'd be a much more efficient way of getting a lot of <laughs> urea, I think. We're going to fill the troughs with urea. <laughs> Give me a minute to think of a bonus for that. Uh, <laughs> this just turned into our entire day. <laughs> We would need to find, like, or we could find a bat cave and collect all the guano. <laughs> then we'd be fertile from all the fertilizer. <laughs> all right, so are we going to go ask some fire people for, for their feathers or, if, or what? Yeah, if, if that's the first thing we want to try, I think we need to go to whoever we feel we can talk to the easiest and just find out if they do keep feathers oh, and if they use that, them for anything. There was that person that wanted to talk to us about the, the recall door. So maybe we could talk to them and then they could give us feathers and we could give them info. I like it. Was it Braga? Braga was what? foraging. No, I Braga was for Sue. So yeah, I literally my it. note is Sue would want to, and then I did not finish the sentence in my <laughs> I knew sure I knew it was Braga or Sue. Yeah. We have it was Braga or Sue. <laughs> yeah, Sue is the one who's been taking care of the temple, and she's the one that was sort of like, oh, you guys might want to try that. Yeah, I, we could go find Sue, and that way there's also sort of a, we provide information, you provide information, like can yeah. we use... Are we would we ever be allowed to use feathers in that way? And are there any to purchase or trade for or anything? Mm -hmm. So let's do that. All right, I'm ready let's to go. Find Sue. Okay, um, so you're heading back down into the village area, mm -hmm. and you get down there again. It's uh, you know these people seem to either be like out away from the village or like in their rooms. Like there isn't a lot of time spent out in this like open space. Or are you just going to wait until you see someone? Are you knocking on a door? Kay's gonna knock on a door. Just we do know a couple doors. We yeah, know, we know like, a couple doors couple to work people. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So are you knocking on a random door or on one of the ones you know? One of the, one ones, of the ones we, we know. know. <laughs> not the hunter guy. He's not nice. <laughs> He's a nice. First of all, you've never met him. Second of I all. <laughs> um, so if not Jarl's door, then who's? Do we do we know Suze? Um, she did not. Uh, you didn't spend any time at their home. Okay. The peppy textile lady. <laughs> Um, Daddy McChats a lot, definitely knows where everybody lives. Because the other ones we know are going to be Braga and Tora and Lil, right? Mm hmm. Lil. She's the talky one. Tora and Lil both work, or the, right. work in the textile place. So you've, yeah. been, you've been to Isha's door and also <laughs> met her father there. You've mm -hmm. been to Petra Smoke Eyes's home, because um, that's who lets you cook your uh, groundhog. And then, yes, you were in Lil and Toro's home as well. Yeah. Ija was also just very enthusiastic. <laughs> we want to risk getting her dad instead of her. I feel like we should go to Tora and Lil because we can, I mean, Cedric is now wearing their shirt so we can show how much he enjoys his new clothes and, 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 make a better relationship with them when we ask where can we find Sue.
Yeah. That sounds fine. Okay. So you're going to their door. Um, so again, like the last time you went, um, Lil is sitting at a loom um, and the door is open. So you can just sort of step into the doorway to speak to her. Hey, Lil. And she turns. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, you're back. Yeah. Uh, we have a question. All right. She like looks at Fletcher and said, "Who left? <laughs> Who left?" No, I was totally expecting Fletcher to take lead on this. <laughs> I haven't met. I haven't met this person yet. So. Yeah. Uh, so like standing I, in the back. Well, do you first, know this is our friends? Uh, I'm sorry. You both spoke at once. What was that? Sorry. Do you know where Sue is? Uh, I believe she's at home. Uh, that's two doors to the left. Thanks. Yeah, she was asking us about like the whole like recall thing. Anyway, this is our dead friend who's not dead anymore. And he's look at look at how nice the clothes fit. Oh, he's the one that you needed the clothes for. Yes. Are you pleased uh -huh. with them? Yeah, it's a it's a great look for him. It's much better than anything else he's ever been wearing. Well, I'm glad I could help. So yeah, anyway, so we needed we were gonna talk to Sue because she wanted to know how like the whole thing worked, you know. And we didn't actually know where she lived. So because <laughs> we'll leave you to that weaving. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. It's very nice to meet you. <laughs> for the clothes. Okay, like walks out and goes two doors down and knocks on the door. You guys are such chaos. <laughs> of course, I could hear what was going on, but I had, like, the dog needed to go oh, outside, right. so I had to jump up, and I'm like, and everyone's like, oh, we thought Fletcher was going to do it, and I'm like, oh my god, dog, go, go. <laughs> well, Kay officially ruined it for you. Congratulations. Um, okay, so you knock, you knock on the door, two to the left, and actually Braga opens it and sort of uh, looks at all of you and, oh, hi, you're back. Uh, hi. Did you need something else? We were going to talk to Sue. She wanted to know about the whole door thing. I'm coming. And she sort of, you know, walks to the doorway and is standing next to him. Hi. And then Hi, she, this is our dead friend that's not dead anymore. Yeah, this she, is Cedric. She registers. There's four of you and is like, oh, my goodness. Uh hello cedric hi um <laughs> i'm cedric uh nice to meet you i guess uh yes it's very nice to meet you um i'm so glad that your friends were successful uh would you like yeah, to come in me too very much so uh, he just like steps in yeah thanks thanks so much um, so she, like, fusses and puts together, like, basically she's making a kind of tea, you gather, um, and Braga sort of ushers you to a seating area. There's not, like, furniture, but they have some, like, uh, sort of, like, thin cushions that you can sit on. Um, and Sue brings over the, you know, the drinks and is like, okay, uh, I'm sorry for my curiosity, but would you mind telling me what was behind that door and how it worked? Not at all. That's that's why we came. You you were so interested in the door and said it. No one's ever been able to open it or know what's on the other side. And and it was only because of your help that Cedric is here again. Yeah, and it didn't really open. By the way, we kind of just like went through it. 
with like it was like stone <laughs> you like stuck your arm through it it wasn't anymore and you went somewhere else well we we touched it we just touched it and then we went through well yeah touching it served as a teleportation to another place that initially was darkness Dark. and then formed into don't quite know how to describe it. It, it. it sort of just a space. And and there were sort of symbolic uh, symbolic uh, trials. She trial said. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Symbols that yeah that we had we had to uh, solve and and piece together and that all but actually related to Cedric. Yeah, they were and all related to Cedric, like his favorite foods and like stuff that mm-hmm. he said. And Wait, what? Yeah, well, we told you we had to like remember you. We had to like remember certain things about you, like your favorite foods and like your hammer and like more Morden and like hammers and the thing that you hammer stuff on. Not, I mean, good thing there were pictures because I obviously would not have been very good at it otherwise. So it... it- it quite literally took us to a space that challenged us to recall things about the person we wanted to bring back. And I assume oh, it was called recall. <laughs> I thought because we were like recalling Cedric and not like remembering. Wow, you're so smart, Fletcher. Well, okay, <laughs> that- it really is both. You you have to remember somebody to be able to bring them back. And if we had failed and we simply didn't know those sorts of things about Cedric, we probably wouldn't have been worthy to be allowed to bring him back. It's a good thing he talks so much. And that we listen 40% of the time. I only listen to me 40% of the time? I mean, 42% if we're gonna be generous. That's the friendship number. Yeah, Yeah, see, the friendship number, you see that, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I mean, I guess if you're gonna pick any number, it should be that number. Right, it's a special number. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then so we had to like remember stuff about him and then we had to remember, we had to remember like a thing that he said about adventuring. He actually said it to me. And then we got into this room where there was like all of his stuff and his favorite soup. And I tried eating the soup and I tried hitting him with a Warhammer because he was like on the other side of this plane. But the other side of the plane, like we couldn't, he was like there, but we like couldn't get to him. But you like stick your arm through. So I tried like hitting, well, I tried offering him the hammer and he didn't take it. So then I tried hitting him with a hammer, which in hindsight probably wasn't a good idea. So then I ate his soup and then Nadia was really smart and decided to call his name and like reach her hand through. And he took it and then he came back into the room and poof, he was back to life. So, well, then we were back outside in the cave. Yes. And, but he was, well, he thought he was alive then. Yeah. In the wagon. Poor kid. We, maybe we should have moved him to the bed instead of just leaving his corpse in the wagon, but we didn't. So we didn't know. We did not know to be fair. During that breathless explanation, Braga (laughs) was just sitting back, like dryly chuckling behind a hand. Like, (laughs) as Sue's like looking between all of you, like trying to put this together. That's uh, very interesting. The the texts are uh, very vague about what happens there. Uh, so I only knew that you would face trials if you were able to pass through it. But uh, I'm very glad that you were successful and that you brought your friend back. And she sort of like, like her eyes linger on you for a moment, Cedric. And like, you must be someone important. I had a feeling... 
Uh, I mean, <clears throat> I, I mean, Kay's kind of the important one. Not uh Kay, like, puts her arm around Cedric. She's like, do you think I would have even made it this far without you? Come on. I mean, I guess that's uh, justification. Yeah, I'm, like, important in that I'm one of Kay's sidekicks. So. Well, I, I guess I meant that you all seemed important and Oh, I mean, if nothing else, you're outsiders, but it does say that the door would only potentially work to retrieve the soul of an important person. I don't know how important is determined, but it seemed to have worked. Uh, you also um, were fortunate to arrive on exactly the right evening for it to have the best chance of working, so I suppose everything was in your favor. Hey, it's like playfully punching Cedric's shoulder and she's like see look at how important you are look at like dude bro sky god thing hammers chose you look at you you're so important I knew it what's what was special about that that evening it was the night of the full moon oh. it's probably why we got here there so easily you know because we had to like go up that big mountain pass imagine if we like couldn't sing in that while I mean, some of us can see fine, but like, you know, one of us struggles a little bit. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so the the text, while it's vague, it does say that the, um, the chance of the doorway opening increases with the strength of the moon and decreases similarly. So uh, you attempting it on the night of the full moon was your best chance. Maybe we can like do like we can fill up the trampoline things and it's still close to the full moon because we've only been here for like two days, right? So maybe we'll have like a better chance of it like doing something. Doing do something. Hi, okay, so we've been to other temples like this, and there's like, you know, in this one, this is the worship door. Well, in other ones, there's also that weird symbol like on the ground. I'm sure you saw it, oh. right? I have it tattooed on my back. Anyway, so if we fill it up with random stuff, everything glows and it goes and that's it. But maybe we never tried on the full moon. Although we entered one of the temples on a full moon, maybe the full moon is connected to all of them because we did have one in the middle of like the desert and the grasslands and there's like this full moon and these flowers appear and that's how you got into it. So maybe, maybe you do have to do all of them on the full moon. How often is the moon full? <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> Remember Cheryl refused to make a special <laughs> calendar for us. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 28 day calendar. The moon is full on the 10th day of every month. Go away. <laughs> okay. So, no, well, okay. Uh. Um, no, no, you already went through all of this. We're not rehashing. So, I see you trying to rehash. So, thank you. Um, so, when you started that whole bit, Kay, Sue was sort of saying the ceremony as if she was familiar. And then you said the part about having it tattooed on your shoulder and her face just went like how I acted it out, right? Her eyes went super wide and she's just sort of like looking at you now. See, look at it, it's like right here. And she like pulls down her shirt a little bit so she can like see it. I woke up with this. I mean, I've had it since for like ever, I believe. I recently found out that I'm apparently like I'm a, like a celestial asimer 
Asimar seeing that was weird because I thought I was like little old street street K for a really long time to have like this weird tattoo and this kind of glowing skin and then like the last temple we were like we were allowed in normally you're not allowed in but then there was this really cool old scorpion man thing he was awesome but said like oh you guys are allowed to come in here I guess and they like didn't trust us but then we could go in and we solved all the trials and that's what I learned that I was like this asthma person thing and like I can read some of this weird script that we also found in one of the temples once Sue and Braga <laughs> exchange a glance and she says I suppose we were right about you um, you are special people um, so you say you've performed the ceremony before in other temples oh yeah we're at like well, we did we did one in the rainforest, and then we did one like the the desert one, and we did one in the grasslands, and now we're at this one. I think that's all of them. Y yep. Yeah. The first one was really weird though, because like no one led us to it. I just like had this weird feeling that we were going the wrong way, and then when we walked the wrong way, like couldn't really breathe and it was really uncomfortable. So we just like walked in the and then like Fletcher did some magic thing, and I was like connected to like a magic string to this random temple thing. It was the first one we found, and like we filled the troughs up with water, and we stood on the pedestal, and poof, it glowed. <laughs> Everyone they else went from never out. wanting to talk about these things to just full on jumping out everything that has happened to her relating to all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, yeah, so she's, like, looking really hard at you and, uh, you know, looks back over the rest of you and is like, and it's worked? The offering has disappeared? And yeah, the offering are... disappeared. Disappears. There's a light, and that seems to be all that really happens. I, that's what I said. The whoosh. There's kind of a feeling, you know, kind of a like yeah. good tingly feeling that happens. Yeah, yeah. You feel like <laughs> what was that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to hit yourself in the chest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're like pumped up, man. It's like when you go to like the sports things. Remember when we went to the sports thing with the Mantis guy who was really awesome? We were like cheering in the stadium. Mm -hmm. It's like that feeling. Oh yeah. That's about Kate, that. that. Seems right. Kate, you you like felt but you felt like more, right? In the in the center? I don't know. How would I know if I felt more than anyone else? I thought we all just felt the same thing. What was it like on the pain index? That I see is different from the blue that you see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Well, because we we tried we tried in that one to do to do it like a second time, and that didn't work. Yeah, but that was because you were gonna try to communicate or something. Oh yeah, that did not work. It didn't. We've. We also tried it with one of us in the center that was not Kay, right? And it did not work. It didn't work. Well, that that makes sense. Uh, does it make sense? Well, Wait, why does it make sense? Considering what I've read and if she really is an Asimar and has that symbol marked on her and you don't know where it came from or you don't remember it. 
Period. No, I like, I'm not sure if you've heard of this town. It's called New Seychester. I thought it was a good town, but then I keep visiting all these other towns that seem a lot better. And now I think New Seychester, like Cedric said, is kind of a shithole. Anyway, but yeah, I just like woke up there on the side of the street one day. And then my parents, well, my foster parents adopted me and they gave me the name K because it's a letter, like a letter of the alphabet. And so all my siblings that are all foster children are all letters of the alphabet. So I just thought I was some nobody for a really long time. It took her like a month to tell us that. <laughs> uh, this is all very interesting. Um, I mentioned uh, texts a couple of times. Sorry to interrupt Kay's info dump, but <laughs> what texts are these? And I'm sorry if you explained to everybody else when I was dead, but are no, there? I. I wasn't. Oh, wait, Cedric, tell her about the thing that was written on the ceiling. There was a thing written on the ceiling. And she like pulls out her journal and like flips through it. Explain the thing while I find it. She's uh, oh, uh, do you want to go first? Because I can explain the thing, but I was, you were just going to tell me about the text and I, I uh, hear about the text first. Well, well, it sounds like you haven't been in the training room then. Uh, yeah, I mean, I looked in there, but it had a bunch of books and stuff in there, and so I kind of figured Fletcher would <laughs> you know if there were any important ones. You want to know about the text, but you don't want to read it in the books. Hey, like, found the thing All in her journal, and she's like, like look, this this is what we found. It was glowing on the ceiling in, like, some kid's bedroom in one of the other temples, and she like... Uh, I don't remember. Did you, you wrote it down in Celestial, right? Right, but then I also wrote the translation oh, next okay, to it. okay, okay. I wrote both. Um, so she takes a moment to read it and is like, uh, I know you're probably still tired, but I think I might have something that could help you. Uh, how do you feel about going through another trial? And that, I think, is where we will take our halfway break. Nice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I got one. I never get them. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go take our our halfway break and get some more water or whatever. Let the dog out. Um, and we'll be back real soon. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Bye. We're back. <laughs> some of us sound like we don't want to be back. We're, we're, we're back anyway. <laughs> we are back anyway. Okay. So. For those of you who might have forgotten where we were in the last 12 minutes. Um, the, where, where are we? Who, who am I? The group was are you info dumping on Sue and Braga Starcrest, the Reptorian village elders, um, about all the things that they've done, not just in this temple, but in all of the others. And Sue was getting very excited because she seems to understand sort of what's going on because she read the text in the training room. Even though the DM kept giving you the opportunity and kept describing the training room and nobody wanted to go in and read the books, so Sue has read them. <laughs> the last the time we looked at books, they were moldy, and then our friend died because we lit them on fire, so sorry if we are not so excited to read the moldy, shitty books. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm just not uh, honestly, much of a totally person. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, well, I, Fletcher. I did. I did spend a lot of time in there, but I was doing other things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't reading what was already in there. That is true. <laughs> in any case, good thing our DM is so benevolent that she has multiple ways to give us the information. Uh-huh. Um, 
In any case, uh, <laughs> Sue has just said to you, um, how would you feel about doing, uh, going through another set of trials? I think there's a moment of silence while we all, like, look at each other. <laughs> Is there a risk of anybody dying or being lost again or anything like that associated with this? Because we've been through trials like that. I mean, I would imagine that most trials have some element of danger to them or they wouldn't be trials, right? Maybe we could just go back through the recall door. It worked so well the first time. Is there like a sand waterfall? Because I really like those. <laughs> we were assured no death. Yes, we were assured <laughs> no death in that one. And then he said we wouldn't get hurt either. But then like I touched this magical force field and I definitely got hurt. Oh, so. he totally then was like, I can't save you from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she, Kay does not remember that part. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can't give you uh, any guarantee of anything like that, but the trial that I'm going to suggest you attempt is something that uh, almost everyone here in the village has done successfully. Oh, so. that that is encouraging. Do you need wings to do it? We are decidedly wingless, except for one of us. Um, I think it can be done without wings, especially because you all seem... Uh, well, you've obviously come a far way and done some incredible things, so I think you should be able to do it without wings. It It is... So, I'm not suggesting that you do it in exactly the same manner or for the same reason that all of us do it. Uh, in our society, we have a trial called the Walk of Four Winds that every Raptoran needs to complete before they are able to fly. And, uh... Well, the reason I'm suggesting you follow the path that is taken during the Walk of Four Winds is because something was lost there by someone from our village a while ago, but I think that that item might help you uh, in the work that you seem to be doing for us. And it's That's a very interesting. Do it. Like, no one's going to be offended if we do your okay. Well, like I said, you're not going to be doing it for the same reason or in the same way that any of us would, but it sounds like you have some strong connections to the gods and might be doing some sort of work to help us all reconnect with them. And I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the idea of, of relics of the gods, gifts that they gave to different peoples um but yeah uh our group had one such relic but it was lost by someone on the walk of four winds and has never been recovered but if you were able to find it it would probably be useful to you yeah that would be amazing um what is the relic and of which god is the relic so Elana gifted uh, someone a long time ago in our group a small pouch made of fur with a metal buckle holding it closed. And inside there are three acorns, but those acorns contain Elana's magic and they can be asked to do extraordinary things when you need. 
Cedric, show her the show her the, the little remember the box thing you got with that like dude's face on it? Maybe that's also important. You still got it in that little backpack of yours, don't you? I mean, it's got him back on the wagon. Oh, all my stuff is still on the wagon. Been doing the whole like no backpack thing since I came back. But I can go get it. You guys Yeah, it's it, it's fine. It's like a little box and has some leafy person's face on it. You mean a symbol of Obadhai? Like a talisman? Yes. Uh, I've seen things like that before. If if it's what I think you're describing, they're uh, little talismans or symbols that were just made by people as sort of um, worship aids, I suppose, is one way of putting it. Those are not things that were gifted to someone by one of the mm-hmm. gods. Cedric, will your god be mad at you if you, like, have that? No. Oh, okay. doesn't care about stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> People care about stuff like that. I don't know. Just saying. Do you, can you describe any of the sort of contents of this trial? Is, is it, I mean, where do we start? And, and is it simply a, a difficult journey? Or, or is there something else involved along the way that adds to the trial? Well, the path um, for the journey begins just above the doorway to the temple that you've been in and ascends the peak of Belukako Tutro, um, the evening peak above us. And I cannot say more than that if you'd wish to test yourselves, although I suppose that since you are not doing it for the same test, I can tell you that there are some targets that you will need to hit in order to lower bridges across gaps in the path. And there are also gaps in the path over which there are no bridges. Uh, Those are normally where someone from our group would practice flying. Um, I suppose for you all, you'll have to figure out another way to cross them. I know. More gaps and vertical surfaces. We're super good at those. You're in the mountains. You're literally our worst thing. (laughs) Okay, you're in a wilderness adventure. Like, I can't get rid of this as an obstacle for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I keep feeling like I should have put more coins into climb or something. Yeah, we're like the worst outward bound crew ever. (laughs) We need someone who's just really good at parkour. Okay, yeah. Kay and Fletcher are very close to leveling up, so you can put some points in climb when you do that. <laughs> no good. Is that going to help us on this trial when we fall to our deaths trying to get some magic acorns? <laughs> do we look like squirrels to you, Cheryl? <laughs> I don't think you want the answer to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we just spent a large part of the last episode eating nuts and berries. I, and you're all little nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was too easy. Um. <laughs> so there's a path, and we have to follow the path until the end of uh, the path. Well, I have no idea where the pouch was lost. Uh, like I said, it was lost a long time ago, and no one who has completed the trial since has found it. Uh, I have no idea where it might be along that path, but we know that a person went up with it and came down without it. Well, it'll be at the bottom of the canyon we get stuck in yeah yeah if, if it's at the bottom of a canyon we will spend plenty of time down there looking for it <laughs> what were you asking Kay? 
how long is a long time ago? Uh, uh, a generation ago or so. How long are your generations? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if they're water methods, that could be like a thousand years. Like 70 years. <laughs> Cheryl's explanations get more and more curt. <laughs> Is there, do you have any more info about just like the temples in general? I mean, you said that you were like taking care of this temple for a while, and it seems like, I mean, you're the person so far that we've met that seems to know the most about them. Uh, like, you knew about the ceremonies. We didn't even know that. We just like figured it out somehow eventually. Yes. Well, so. All of the temples, to my understanding, uh, have a room where the ceremony can be performed. And this is all out of a, a text that is basically a um, instruction. How many temples are there? Manual for someone like you, I think. Okay. Uh, I what? Don't, I don't know how someone many. Someone like me? Yes. I don't know how many temples there are. But um, this the training room, I believe, was perhaps to train uh, people like yourself to participate in or work in or serve in the temples. Um, so the ceremony was intended to create a momentary link between the faithful and either the mother or the father. Um, and the first time a worshiper participates in the ceremony at any given temple, uh, they receive a boon from the gods. Uh, and during that connection time, the faithful can also briefly communicate with whichever god they've connected to. It's like a second, though. Like, what can you possibly say in a second? I mean, Cedric can say a lot in a second. I don't You're the one that does the info dumps, Kay. <laughs> uh, I mean, communication doesn't have to be spoken words, does it? We were going to try that this time. Were we? Yeah. Remember we tried it last time, but we tried it the second time we tried to do it? We could we could try we try it again this time. I think Kay every time it's your first time in a temple and we do this, we might have a chance to for you to either project out a message or receive something from Alana and Obatai. We gotta try it. What do you want me to say? Well, we can figure that I out. I mean, anything would be good, really. It's the, it's the connection that's important. Am I just supposed to like listen? Are they gonna talk to me? I I think you should be projecting a question, like where are you, or what happened, or are you there? Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe thanks for bringing our dead friend back. Probably a good start. You can, uh, w I, with a god, you can do a lot with a second, and they can let you know a lot. A se our second is not their second. I mean, also just, we haven't been able to communicate for a long time now. Anything at all would be huge. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. we could Step know for sure whether the gods were still alive or not. If it's possible to connect to them, 
I mean, just do you think that the gods are huge? Do you think the gods are still there? Do you think this is just some like residual leftover magic no, stuff? I mean, they're still there, but I mean, it would be nice to have information. Uh, Sue, do you know? Would there even be a reaction in these temples any longer if the gods were truly gone versus current versus just missing from the world and, and their connection being weakened? If if they were completely gone, would would the temples even work? I have no idea. The manuals don't say anything about that. They probably weren't planning on this happening, huh? I can't imagine so. Well, Maybe we can do the ceremony first and the trial second, because if she's saying that we get like a, a buff or like a, a thing, then maybe we can like fill the stuff up with a thing that'll, or maybe we'll just get a thing and that'll help us do the trial. But so, the you know, we don't fall into a canyon us, and die. But the trial might also help with the ceremony. <clears throat> Hey, when do you people do the ceremony? No. I I think it will only work properly for Kay, Cedric. With her connection as an Asimar. That makes sense. I, I believe, yeah. especially with how missing or weakened the gods are, I think it takes that special connection to mm -hmm. get anything to happen. Does it say in the texts what you're supposed to put in the trough? Um, yes. And is it air? Uh, oh, we have tried, we tried water, we tried fire, and we tried a dirt. We tried sand. Dirt. Sand. Sand, whatever. Sand's a special kind of dirt, whatever. Uh, you think all vegetables are the same, so like all dirt is the same to me. We call it even, okay? I mean, it's not though. Don't you remember in the stone teeth you had an argument about different dirt? Um, <laughs> uh, Sue says, uh, well, to the best of my understanding, um, any offering from nature that's deposited in the troughs um, can be used to allow the conduit to complete the ceremony. Cool. Well, that is convenient. Okay, like Nuges Fletcher, and I was like, are you going to ask her about the thing? I don't feel like pulling in all a bunch of rocks, so. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Sue, uh, on that topic, uh, since we need to fill these troughs with items, uh, Cedric wanted to, We so far what we've offered has been along the lines of earth, fire, and water, and we were thinking of something aligned with air, especially given where we are and, and following along with the the basic uh, elements within our material plane. Uh, we didn't know if feathers could be a possibility. And so we wanted to find out if if your people allow anyone to use your feathers, if, if you keep your feathers, or if, if that would even be a possibility, because we certainly don't want to do anything offensive to you. It, it, there's a lot of other materials around we can use, but this was something we had already sort of been discussing. I appreciate the care with which you framed that question. Um, I do not mean to disappoint, but our feathers are a very personal thing. And so that is not something 
that we can share with you. Um, out of character, when you guys first started discussing that, what I immediately thought of was the Native American Feather um, Depository. So I worked at a facility with non-releasable birds of prey, so they'd been injured in some way and couldn't be released back into nature. And yeah, they shed feathers, but we had to collect all the feathers when we were cleaning their enclosures and put them in like a certain place. And when there were enough feathers, they put them in a box and like shipped them off to this place that's in the West. And apparently like that's, you know, cause it's, it's uh, illegal for any one person to own pieces of birds of prey cause they're protected. But Native Americans are allowed to use those feathers for ceremonial items. And so like when when a facility like that has birds and they have all those feathers, they can't just do whatever they want with them because it would be illegal, but they can ship them to this basically a warehouse where then Native American tribes can come and access materials to make ceremonial items. So um, that was immediately what I thought of when you guys started talking about asking for them for their feathers. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the Raptorian's feathers are a personal thing, so. Uh, then I, I, I appreciate you letting us know that. And then we, then we need another, I guess, abundant and, and easily transferred into uh, the temple material to use. Uh, we were considering stone from the mountain, but that may be quite a labor. Uh, is there some plants. Yeah, if, if there's any particular plant you, you might recommend, uh, Nadia here has, has become very efficient at, at recognizing many of them around here, thanks to Braga. And he nods and he's like, yeah, you were a fast learner. It was good. Uh, I mean, what sort of plants are you looking for? There are lots of trees with leaves. There are lots of things growing in the ground. There are mushrooms. There's leaf litter. Uh it sounds like from what Sue said that you could put basically anything that's from nature um, in there. It, I feel like it'd be it disrespectful is... to put like moldy leaves in it though, maybe. <laughs> and now I'm questioning whether we should have even put dirt in it. I mean, it's sand. Books. It's all part of the, the local environment. It's it's all just part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, leaf most litter. And leaf litter is super important. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that leaf litter would be disrespectful. Decomposition is part of what happens here. Uh, is there a particular plant that you associate with either a, 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 a magical sort of quality or perhaps a, a restorative uh, that you use uh, for, for making particular things for, for healing? Uh, I know many plants are used for breaking fevers, upset stomachs, you know, especially medicinal um, that could be, you know, perhaps uh, an extra special offering that we could make with, with something, you know, that, that important. Well, there's, I mean, there's lots of stuff like that out here. Uh, if you're looking for something healing, uh, feverfew is a good choice. Um, there's also bloodroot. It's not exactly medicinal, but uh, it is uh blood simulating i suppose or resembles blood it is kind of poisonous uh there's also lots of lion's mane fungus around here and that can be useful for um mental acuity i guess uh lots of magical or you know can contribute to magical things growing here 
Maybe we can just get a bunch of all of that stuff and put it in. I think that th those are those sound like probably the, our our best options. We'll we'll decide, and uh, I guess we also need to decide on what we're going to do first. Whether we're going to walk onto the trial or enter the temple again. Oh, Sue, do you want to come see the ceremony? I mean, you've read about it a lot. Uh, you're invited. Is that all? I right? mean, I guess it's your temple. I guess you're always invited. But, I mean, I just thought if you wanted to see it, because you read about it, you could come. If yeah, you... it works with someone in the room that's not participating. Yeah, I, I, I was in the room once when we did it, and I didn't participate, and I didn't, like, die or anything. But... Yeah, <laughs> so you could see it. Well, I also wouldn't want to intrude on what you all are doing, but you're invited. Well, I appreciate you've taken. I am the chosen one, apparently, and I is. have chosen you to come join us. Oh, she likes it all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chosen <Yeah>. one. <laughs> yeah. Having one of your close friends die and then be resurrected is apparently a transformative. Who'd have known? That's fair. Who'd have uh, uh, yes, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'd be very interested to see how it's done. Yes, come with us. Alright. Well, we gotta gather a bunch of plants first, so, yeah. Oh, we do have to gather a bunch of plants first. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to help. Sure. Uh, we can, I, I guess we can head out now if, if we want to perform the ceremony first. I think we should perform the ceremony first because she's saying that it gives us like a thing and like we are not so good at trials and we are definitely not so good at cliffs. We've, I'm just saying I'm not okay. so good at cliffs. Have we done okay? I was at the bottom done of the okay, for like three hours. Maybe you did okay because you can fly, but Yeah, the flying us, one has I mean, done okay. I mean, and she like gestures at Cedric and she's like, we did okay on the last one. That's true. That's because there weren't any cliffs. Unlock, wait, unlock, were there cliffs? I wasn't there for some of them. Wait, which one are you talking about? The one where they, the trial where they bring me back. The, the, the trials didn't get Cedric back. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, there, there weren't, there weren't cliffs. What, were there for you, Cedric? You actually didn't, you didn't, you haven't told Sue about what you experienced. I remember yeah. climbing something, but I don't think it was Can very you? difficult. Didn't you say there were stairs? Were yeah, there were stairs, so it was easy. Bro broken? What? You were not making a lot of sense yesterday. Well, it's really foggy, you know? You were dead, to be fair. No offense. Yeah, and parts of it were foggy. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think there there maybe I had to do trials. But I don't really remember any of the specifics of them. But I do remember a broken staircase. And a, I mean, an underground and there being other dwarves there. Um, and the dragon. I remember there was a small dragon. <laughs> it sounds like he was just sleeping. <laughs> I still love that you've got like parts of basically your death confused with the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, yeah, right? but they're they're similar. But... It makes perfect sense. It's just it's so good. 
Well, while Cedric is working on his memory, maybe we can find some plants. Yeah. Go find some plants. Okay. So are you guys looking for a large volume of one of those things that was mentioned? Are you looking for something else? Are you just gathering a bunch of different assorted medicinal plants and dumping them in the trough? I think we're doing that. That seems like the easiest, right? Because then you'd have to find, like, you'd have to, like, lurk for just all one. But if you just get, like, medicinal plants in general. It's a good plan. Yeah, I think the the mix of various things that Braga mentioned. Okay. Here's a random fact. So in Cuyobeno, which is in the northern Amazon of Ecuador, there's this fungus that's really common. It, like, grows out of dead logs. And the people there use it. They break it open. There's a little liquid inside, and they use it to treat ear infections. Oh. Interesting. That's my yeah. Huh. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. That's my random semi-related fact. <laughs> it's related. Since you are all um, looking for this stuff, and only Cedric and Nadia were actually given instruction on it beforehand um, in any way, uh, everybody can make survival checks individually, and we'll see what happens. Oh, I was just going to say Kay was just like pulling up fistfuls of whatever kind of looks yeah. similar to whatever. <laughs> I was wondering we were going to like break into teams. Oh, yeah. Teams oh, were like, yeah, I was, I was going to say I was going to probably go like with Nadia okay. to like okay. learn and yeah. point out things. And otherwise, yeah, we'd be, we'd be coming back with like, we have, we have no idea what to go collect out here. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if you're breaking into teams, then I'll say that, let's see, Nadia, you probably have the highest survival. Is that right? You have a plus four. And Sue is coming with us. She knows yes. her plants. Uh, well, Braga knows them better than her, but yes. But between the two of them, they can help you. All right. This is the new dice. Let's see if they deliver. Okay. <laughs> An 11. Okay. It's two <laughs> digits. I'll take it. That's a 15. Okay. Um, plus help from your friends and help from Sue and Braga. Yeah, you're able to, and you might use your wagon to hey. collect this large um and 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 uh braga is very um conscientious of making sure that you don't harvest any all of anything from any one spot so he sort of like yeah. supervises how much you're collecting and then moves you to different pit patches yeah. so it takes you a little while but eventually you fill the wagon and as you are doing this and moving around because it takes you a while you can see that like it's the day is progressing but also the sky is getting cloudier so it looks like the weather might be changing a little bit. But uh, yeah, you now have a wagon full of medicinal plants and mushrooms. All right. Well. Well, let's just go dump it in that trough then. Sounds like fun. Yeah, we'll wheel it up to the temple. Mm. I'm much happier that this wagon is full of plants, though, and not Cedric's dead body. Not <laughs> dead body. Yeah. 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 It's a lot lighter too. You're surprisingly heavy for being um he's dense. smaller yeah, than Yeah, I'm dense. <laughs> In more ways than one, that's for sure. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, uh I guess good thing my armor's gone cuz that would have made me even heavier. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um <laughs> There is an armorer here in town. There is. In a village. Really? There's a blacksmith in the village? No. Uh, but they make other kinds of armor. Yeah, uh, our our son-in-law makes armor. 
son-in-law. I don't know if they would have a concept like that. You know what I mean. Because you did meet their daughter earlier. I did such a bad job of writing down all the characters the first time. I'm now, like, adding notes. <laughs> it's okay. You met Petra, and she very briefly said that they're Sue and Braga are her parents, and she's the one that told you her husband is the armor maker. Armorer. Yeah. Do you want to go get armor, Cedric? We can do this first. I don't need armor for this. And honestly, I'm kind of enjoying walking around. I feel so lightweight. You know? Yeah, you look really free. I know. I and can... there's not this annoying jingly jostle every time you're around. Hey. Beautiful sound. Okay, it was it was useful. It was like putting a bell on a cat. <laughs> so we don't lose him. Like that one time when we lost him and had to go find him again. It's fine. I don't know that a bell would have helped, but, you know. <laughs> It makes it easy to keep track of little things. Oh. Cedric is like just confused. I don't think he is like maybe he's seen a cat before, but has no idea what you're talking about with putting a bell. I feel like he makes enough noise on his own anyway. <laughs> that is true. He's not even oh. quiet when he sleeps. <sighs> anyway, we <laughs> uh, should fill up the stuff because. I used to have a signal whistle. Oh yeah, you gave the metal whistle to Koi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Charlotte, you mentioned that it got it's getting cloudy and like yes. I've got a nice thunderstorm rolling in right now. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Way to go. Perfect. <laughs> I got I guess one since... out of four people's weather correct. Anyway, sorry. There we go. With the, I guess, with the, like, bushes and everything, like, in front of the entrance, we're probably all just, like, grabbing armfuls of all these, like, aromatic medicinal plants and, and walking them over in there and, and putting them, putting it all down in the troughs. Cool. Yeah, so you fill the troughs. It smells interesting in here. There's a lot of different smells competing. It smells like a spice shop, right? Kind of, it's yeah. It's smell. Yeah. Um... Okay, I go. Once the troughs are full, um, and Sue and Braga is Braga here, or is yeah, it just Sue? They're both here. They're uh, just sort of so, standing quietly on the side with their hands clasped in front of them, just watching. So, so Kay, uh, before we all step up onto the platforms, I think you need to be solely concentrating on the messages you want to try to send out. Okay. Uh, what do you want me to send out? Where are you? Or where do we go next? Or all of them? Can they answer more than one question? Is this like an and or? Or is this like an and and? I think... Or just an or? You can send out as as much as you can try to, and they'll answer what they can. It might be one answer. It might be... They might just tell you what they try and need you to know. I can see what, what we're supposed to do next, right? Because then if I get an answer, that's like answering two questions. Because if I get an answer, that means that they exist and they got the question and they answer the question that I asked, right? That tracks? Yeah. So are you, are you ready to just, that, that needs to be the only thing on your mind? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure, I'm so ready. This is like Cedric's thing. He talks to the gods all the time. Yeah, but, but I don't ever expect an answer. 
just but you're like good at talking to them i have to like only concentrate on that and somehow like project it out all in like a second while standing on a pedestal and like no just like a lot it just needs to be what you're having flow across your mind as you get up on that pedestal you okay you, you already have this connection we've we've seen it in three other temples so far yeah, but that was like before i knew who i was so like i don't know it feels different now it feels like there's like a lot more pressure like what happens if they don't respond to me like was it my fault am i bad at this do i need no, to practice more no just no like- You've Remember, already... the loss happened. So there's like a very good chance that it just won't work. Okay. And you won't be mad at me. It doesn't work. So no pressure. No. But how, okay. will, like, just what just am try. I supposed to feel? Have you all like talked to someone like a god before and like felt something? Like, will I just know or like. You right, don't know. I... It's okay. It's okay, okay not to know. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. This, it will all be new, Kay. And, but we'll figure it out together. Just like when you. We're feeling the pull to the first temple and and all these things that have happened haven't happened to anyone else before. So we just have to put out your message and and see what happens. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Hey. So so Kaylee takes a relief. Kay takes like a really big deep breath and she is very much trying to like because she was like okay I don't have to say things I just have to like feel things she's like I could probably feel things in like a second so she she feels like a lot of gratitude that Cedric is back she like really tries to focus on like feeling gratitude that Cedric is back she also tries to feel very hopeful about like the future and like in that hopeness is like kind of like what's next right that makes sense so she like tries to feel all of those things at once the biggest one being grateful that cedric is back because if she can talk to the gods she wants to say thanks that he's not dead (laughs) okay and so yeah she takes like a deep breath and she like stands on the pedestal okay is everybody else up on there too yeah yes i imagine it very dramatic that we're all like we're like standing there and Kay, like Kay gets on and we all like step on up at the same time and like and see mm-hmm, what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you take a breath, two breaths, and you can hear the blood pumping in your ears, Kay. And the symbol lights up and for everybody else, the same thing as normal happens. For Kay, there's a moment of time dilation that she didn't just exaggerate out of her own brain like normal. Um <laughs> Where, like, if, I don't know if you open, if you kept your eyes open or if they're closed while you're doing this. She, she, like, she, like, closes her eyes when she, like, stands on it and then has, like, one eye open, like, is it working? Okay. So, (laughs) so both your opened eye and your closed eye for a moment see, it's difficult to describe because it's just sort of nothing. And it's, it's difficult for you to comprehend. And the things that you are feeling or trying to communicate, it's also strange because they're not words. And yet somehow you feel them echoing as if you were transmitting them in a big room and they were sort of bouncing off of hard walls. But that is for a moment. But then, like I said, for everyone else, the symbol lights up, the stuff disappears, you feel struck through with energy. 
Na -na. And for choosing a potpourri of medicinal plants, y'all get a plus one to your constitution score. <laughs> Whoop. Whoa! So if it has, I like that, okay. If it has rolled a you over- A permanent plus one? Yeah, so if it has rolled you over to the next even number, that means fun stuff happens. It did. It yeah. rolled me over to the next even number. Okay, so that a... means you get more hit points now. It means you oh get more, um, uh, it means your fortitude save goes up. It means all of your skills go up because your con bonus has gone up if it is over my... to the next even number. That puts my con score at 14. Lord. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> this character is so broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Int six, wisdom ten. <laughs> but you're Strength really, 14. really tanky. <laughs> All right. I have written this in permanent pen, so that's going to be a inch to fix later <laughs> oh yeah those stats are all are all pencil pencil stats well i thought it only goes up when you level up so like all of that stuff is oh well yeah you're gonna rewrite it in, when you level up is in like permanent pen and then all the other things are in like erasable pen and yeah. sorry <laughs> well like those stats you will have the opportunity to level them up sometimes right. yeah but yeah that's what you get you medicine to yourselves um, so yeah, like Kay like turns around, kind of like, did 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 you all like feel the weird emptiness? No, it it was all normal for for us, Kay. Did, so no, it was, like it was time like for you? stopped for a second, and then like emotions were really loud and like very echoey and like bright, but nothing bright. It was somehow both bright and nothing and loud all at the same time. No, it's just the room. Like the trough lit up when everything went away, right? Okay, like turns around to Braga and Sue. She, didn't you feel like the the loud, nothing, emotion, pulsating brightness? No, we watched all of you get up on the pedestals, and we saw the symbol light up, and all of the things in the troughs disappeared. Okay, so imagine that I'm not crazy because I might be because, you know, like, I know that sometimes you really want something and you think something has happened and it's really nothing, but like you, but then you like associate that it was like actually a thing. My brother Jay told me about that once when I was like really excited about like fortune telling and palm reading or something. Anyway, so, but like, assuming it's not that, does that mean it worked? Like, I mean, it was a very loud nothing. Like they didn't give me an answer. But like maybe it was like a thing happened and so we are still here. But then again, maybe it was nothing. I think I think all that tells us, Kay, is is you definitely had a moment in which you could communicate out a message. We don't have confirmation if it was heard. If, got there. Okay. if they were there, if they were available. Uh the emotion but you definitely was like had really a moment. weird. It was like pulsating and like bright and like bouncing off of stuff. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like nature. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means either. Cause like, I didn't say words. I just felt stuff. It was Sue was really great and saying like, you can commune with us like feelings. Maybe I should try and say something next time. Cause like, it was kind of like a big internal thing. So maybe that's why no one else saw anything. Cause it was like internal. Right. But maybe if I actually like said something next time, maybe the echoey thing would happen with words and everyone would hear it. Or it was a direct connection and, and you, we would not know anything you were doing, Kay. And we don't know if it, if it worked or not, but we know you're able to get a message out and it may be, maybe it wasn't heard or maybe it's delayed and, or weakened because of the loss. And, and perhaps you might get an answer by the time we find the next temple. Perhaps you'll have a dream. You seem to be, get communications through dreams. Perhaps the response will be delayed. We don't. We just don't know yet. But you did your best, and you got a message out there. Okay. Well, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Let's go try not to fall off some cliffs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know about you guys, but I feel great. Yeah, I feel like pretty good <laughs> now that you mention it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel the best that I felt since I was dead. <laughs> yeah, I like I definitely feels better good too. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel too bad about having to go do this hike, which is weird. Yeah, to me. it doesn't seem that bad, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I like think we got we this. I'm glad we did this first. They're about yeah. to have a <laughs> we are golden gods moment, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to turn to Sue and say, uh, some of these texts that you have in the training area, I, would I be able to perhaps even just borrow some on our journey down uh, the path so that I can review these, perhaps take notes? Uh, it all seems like extremely valuable information for Kay. Um, I, I, can of course return them upon our return uh, so that you still have them within the temple. I mean, the temple belongs to everyone here. And she gestures her arms wide in a way that you take to mean not just this village, but like everyone on Arda kind of thing. Uh, so I see no reason why you couldn't. Fletcher takes really good care of books, too. So. He does. Yeah. He takes better care of books than his friends. Wow. If you have if you have a moment bef before we head down the path and, and you head back to the village, if, if you could point out any texts in the room in particular to me that you might think would be the most useful, I would, I would greatly appreciate that. Of course. I'll walk in there and, we'll, and she'll just like, so you can point out a couple that are like the probably the, the best to look over. So I have something while we're all around. Hey, like Kay shouts, like, don't we have books from like that first temple or something from like a long time? Show her the random books that we have. I don't have them because books, but like someone has them. <laughs> it, are you just like shouting this as we leave? <laughs> yes, she just like shouts it. Then, like, like... It's like, that book is just about the jungle, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's other books. There's like the red one and the one that's dwarvish, but not dwarvish. There's like the there's like the books. Who has the other books? I only have my book. You have the field the guide. Yeah. And I think the field guide might have been the one that was written in the dwarven alphabet. 
Yeah, because I can read it when I use oh, comprehend okay. languages. Yeah. So it's just, it's just about life in the jungle. And I think... there's the one that was locked. There's the one that was about the demon tree, or right. The a demon, demon, a demon bear, like trapped in the tree under the tree. Right. And then because that one was like was like legends and stuff, right? Uh, yes. So the one that you're thinking of, there were a few stories in it written. Mm-hmm. kind of in a in a just so stories kind of way like for kids yeah. um that one was written in the same script as elvish is written in so yeah that's the one i could read i know lucanus had had it in his possession you never really discussed in detail I... what you did with lucanus's possessions i sort of assumed that you guys kept all of the important things we mm-hmm. did yeah. i think we did actually specifically discuss that okay. at some point we have exactly established that, that we're we anti-book yeah. burning unless the books are not useful anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did not burn the book, at least. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I have the I don't think I have the book. Kay would Is not the, have the books. I have I have the life of the Zub written in I think I have that one. Okay. So I must have the other ones then. Yeah, so. I think you have the other one then. Yeah. Because too many books and Nadia can't fly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least until she finds a bag of holding. <laughs> I think we established that basically Cedric is carrying everything that no one yeah. else can carry. Hey, at least you only have one tent now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Anyway, um, Fletcher, uh, Sue sort of shows you, again, the shelves are not like full of stuff, but um, there are a few books like the ones you've already found. So like a field guide or two, some storybooks and some like storybooks and for like kids. And then also like versions of those stories, like in a more scripture, like grown up format. Um, and then there are some instructional books on medicine, leadership, magic, and the ceremony and the recall door. There's text about so again the ceremony she mostly told you the gist of that but when performed the ceremony can create a momentary link between the faithful and either the mother or the father the first time a worshiper participates in the ceremony in any temple they receive a boon from the gods during the connection the faithful can briefly communicate with the god as well an offering from nature deposited in the troughs is needed for the conduit to be able to complete the ceremony and for the recall door the gist is Um, The recall doorway is a magical portal that can potentially allow for the retrieval of the soul of an important person. The door must be touched by someone with an incredibly strong bond to the dead individual, and then they must go through a series of trials in order to retrieve the soul, although this process is not always successful, so this isn't a guarantee. Uh, The chance of the doorway opening increases with the waxing of the moon, uh, with the power being strongest on the night of the full moon and weakest on the night of the new moon. So both the completion of the trials and even the opening of the door in the first place are not guaranteed things. But yeah, that's a lot of what you find in the training room. It just proves that we're awesome. (laughs) So humble. So I guess after that, we get led to the trials. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, um, so it's pretty like late in the day at this point. I don't know if you guys want to start the trial on we'll start tomorrow <laughs> how long could it possibly take we'll start tomorrow we're gonna fall down every other ravine so it's probably days yeah probably oh we should pack some food <laughs> how long how i want to ask sorry Sue. that's really funny oh. to me um yes how long does it 
normally take people to complete these trials? Uh, it really depends. Some people accomplish them the path in a day, uh, leaving, you know, at sunrise and coming home in the evening. Some people it takes a few days and unfortunately not everyone comes home. We are definitely coming back. I have faith. So it might take us a while. <laughs> hey, but we should start during the daytime. We'll set out basically at sunrise. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't mind another night sleeping in that bed, though. So. That is true. The bed is nice. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> do we need to do anything in the morning before we leave, Sue? Or can we just, like, do we need to let you know? Or I mean, if that is your plan, that's fine. Like I said, since you're not doing this for the same ceremonial reason or in the same way that um, someone from our group would, there's nothing extra you need to prepare and i think we'll probably spend one more night here and uh resting up and then preparing ourselves to head out in the morning and and we want to thank both of you again for our all this information mm -hmm. and uh i i hope what we've been able to provide about the door and performing the ceremony has been of some help to you and and, and your village as well very much did so. it was the ceremony helpful was it cool did it like did you get what you wanted from it it was very interesting uh i mean i've never seen anything like that so it's i've been tending this place a long time and it's really nice to see it being used and that it still works works it, it gives me hope hmm well, That's and thank awesome. you for taking such good care of it because, mm -hmm. like, this is the most information we've been able to get about any of them. Yeah. Definitely the nicest temple that we've been to. You've got a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm glad. Gizzin tight. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> Inopportune timing. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you guys doing anything else with your evening or would you like to fast forward to the next morning? I feel like we could fast forward. I mean, I'm, I'm probably just going to try to review some of the books so I can, like, take a couple, but tonight try to go through a couple. Totally. The I mentioned that there were there was some training stuff on magic. It's divine magic, so it's not really your thing, unfortunately. I want to read that. <laughs> but the other books are, like I said, all kinds of interesting instructional things. Oh, yeah, yeah, even, I mean... I mean, yeah, it's not if it's not a spell book to learn a spell from. I, I still want. I'm still going to review it in case it has any, basically any information either for this or that I just can make note of for other purposes. Fair enough. Yeah, and you also, um, like I said, there's some instructional texts on medicine, um, so mm -hmm. you get the feeling as you're reading it that like some of these temples seem to have had like a specific purpose. So like the one in the grassland, the room where you dealt with the shadows, specters, whatever, it was like an infirmary room. Um, so it seems like maybe that temple was like, you know, like they all have the ability for someone to, you know, do magic or healing, but like maybe that one was like the quote unquote hospital, right? And like the one that um, Rashadon was taking care of was a one training center for 
the Asmars, the conduits, and this is another place where training was done. So you, you're, you're starting to piece together like how this system of temples worked um, by reading this stuff. But there's no information about other temples, like... Not specifically. Yeah, locations, yeah. purposes, or anything like that. I want to read the magical text, the text on divine magic. Is there anything in there that's new information for me? Is this just Obadiah Alana interpretations of stuff I already know from... Yeah, so it's, it's basically their spin on it. Like, you know, this is... They, they are gods, but they are gods of nature. So it's kind of like a combination of a lot of the things that like you and Nadia are capable of or know. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, interesting to you as you're reading this to think about like Sue and Braga are the same kind of pair, right? One of them mechanically is a druid and the other one mechanically is a cleric, right? And so like that, the, the idea of like those two kinds of divine magic seem to be like closely intertwined in this particular religion or way of doing. We're a pair, Nadia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. What well, did I mean we both you mean like our magic? Uh yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like, you know, two different ways of doing kind of the same stuff. That makes sense. Right? We're both connecting with the gods. Yeah, with with the, just the, the magic that's just here, I guess. Yeah. Not created by the gods. Like, mathy magic, like Fletcher does. But just like, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> it's just different. Mathy magic? <laughs> I, imagine magic. That, I imagine that arcane magic has, like, math in it. Oh, right? Like I have to solve some, like, trigonometry problems, and then that's what turns it's into a like spell. The, it's like <laughs> the math meme. Like, the There's lady some weird calculus It's shit, definitely written knows. in, like, awful-looking equations like you see in scientific papers sometimes. And my <laughs> eyes always glaze over when I see those. Like, <laughs> um, Kay looks at uh, Braga and, and Sue and is like, do you know what happened to the Asimars? I've never met one and I didn't even know they existed which seems kind of weird uh, I have no idea uh, I I mean neither of us was alive when the loss happened I guess nobody in our village it wasn't something that we knew right away or have no way of pinpointing when exactly it happened uh, but i'm only 17 that's like you're definitely older than i am uh yes i would imagine so um i have no idea where they might have gone or where they came from in the first place that's very unclear uh, but how did i get here i you walked into our village yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that, that is a thing. I, I, I think maybe what Kay's asking about is, did Asimar disappear with the loss at the same time of the gods? And if they did, then how is there Kay now? That, yes, that, that was basically all of the feelings summed up into words. Fletcher's very good at this. <laughs> uh... That is a good question. I I don't get the impression that they sort of 
poof disappeared uh, when the loss happened because again it was not apparently not like there was a specific day or time that this occurred so my impression is that they just sort of left um, when it was realized that things had gone wrong but I don't know where maybe we'll find a village of people like me and then I can ask all the questions like you all came from somewhere like Nadia is a, a water buffet and Fletcher you're like a human and, and Cedric's a dwarf but like and so you all like have people that you came from okay I, I think I think that's a possibility if we keep traveling yeah let's try and find let's try and find other Asimars Ready, but we should do this trial first. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. It sounds important. We need those magic acorns. <laughs> yeah. Sounds dumb when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's true. What species? What species of oak are they from? <laughs> have we have we encountered oaks in Arda? We have not been in a temperate forest in Arda yet. Or uh, have you have been in a temperate forest in the chestnut forest? In the, the chestnut, chestnut forest, room? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, I mean, and there's got to be somewhere around New Seychester, like yeah. Um, most of New Seychester is surrounded by uh, grasslands, but there are some areas of trees, like especially wetter areas, just like in the real prairie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and in fact, like um, river oaks. Yeah, there's there's some oaks in those sort of like wetter areas around New Seychester. Swamp oak, white oak. Well, better you'll be, have to decide when like, you'll look at the acorns. All right, just be prepared for us to ask when we find them. I've already pictured my favorite acorn. I'll be ready to. Well, I hope it's burr it. oak. Oh. <laughs> burr oak, really? Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Contentious acorn opinions. <laughs> Yeah, everybody needs a favorite acorn. Maybe she'll throw in some, not technically acorns, but the non-quercus phagaceae, like a chestnut. Like maybe one will just be a chestnut. Oh yeah, they don't all have to be the same kind. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) you'll find out when you open the bag, if you find the bag. (laughs) Let's go find the bag. Okay. Let's go find the bag. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So now we're fast forwarding to the next morning. Okay, cool. It's the next morning. Breakfast. Eat some food. Mm -hmm. How are you prepping for this journey? It sounded like you were maybe thinking you would need to pack like overnight supplies and stuff. Well, we have Cedric's beef antelope jerky. He's going to have to like fry some vegetables or something. There's a lot to forage. He and Nadia are really good at it yes, around here. We were collecting a bunch of like random medicinal plants. I was also collecting berries and nuts, which we had been instructed in how to collect or which ones were good earlier. Oh, he made trail mix. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. also did a good chunk of that the previous morning too. Just I, We have a big old bag of gourd. I hope we, you're we eating got, more than just berries and nuts though, because like that's... <laughs> Yeah, because like, he showed us some other stuff, too. Yeah. I'm not sure if Cedric is eating a good variety. Right, yeah, that's what I was like. He's Nadia would know to eat a variety. <laughs> it's really easy to have a nutritional imbalance when you're trying to eat vegetarian. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cedric's just eating, like, ephedra, I assume. <laughs> just like, this is great. You said we had some, you said there were some legumes, right? 
Yeah, there were legumes, there were some and mushrooms. starchy roots, there's mushrooms, there's roughage. Yeah. Well, when we see Cedric eating dirt, we'll know there's a problem. What are we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Pyria, that's, I was like, it starts or, with yeah. a P, I don't remember. <laughs> Why would he have pica, Nancy? I'm not sure. <laughs> He's not getting the right minerals and stuff. So, All right, let's go to the trials. Okay, so you are, um, as you said, the path begins sort of like, so again, this, the doorway to this temple is sort of in the, you know, the mountainside with these bushes sort of growing over it. So sort of above the doorway is where the path begins, as she described to you. And then it winds upwards towards the peak of the mountain. We're, we're hiking. Step okay. forward, I guess. All right. Not even, hmm? not even, I feel like you should go first since you're the flying one. This is like a flying... Mm. You could let us know if we're coming up to anything uh, uh, like blind drops in the path or, yeah. or things yeah. like that. I mean, I've, I've guided you through other, other dangerous terrain. So, yeah. Speaking of dangerous terrain, um, as you mm -hmm. begin uh, <laughs> ascending the path, um, those dark clouds have not gone away from yesterday afternoon, mm -hmm. and it does start raining. It's not a thunderstorm right now, but there is rain, so you imagine that the path might become slick as you travel. Cool. Yay, environmental Nadia barriers. absolutely <laughs> will not notice anyone else's discomfort yep. with the rain, because she is all about it. <laughs> I had to give Nadia some rain. It hasn't rained in a while. It's been so long. Mm -hmm. It's been so long in the desert. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, so you make your way up the path for a little bit of a ways. And then I guess Nadia first and the rest of you behind her pretty easily see this very tall um, wooden wall. It's basically just like a bunch of, of tree trunks that have sort of been like lashed together. And it is vertical and blocking the path. And you'll remember that Sue said there were some targets that you would need to hit in order to release the walls to make them into bridges. Oh, right. Um, Do you see anything that looks like a target? Looks around, I guess. Okay. Um, anybody who's <laughs> looking for the target can give me a perception check. Ooh. All right. Come on. Dice. I got a natural one, so I don't see anything. It, it's raining a lot. The, like, the water's dripping in my eyes. I have my hood pulled over all the way, and mm -hmm. I'm sniffling. Mm -hmm. Life is hard. Hey, Nancy, guess what? I also rolled a natural one. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's so disappointed in you. I mean, I only got an eight, but at least it wasn't a one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Mr. Show-off over here. <laughs> I mean, technically, I also got an eight because my perception is seven. Uh -huh. So one uh -huh. plus seven is eight. <laughs> it is. Uh, Nadia, you can see a small circular wooden target hanging in a tree kind of like, so this path, again, it's winding up the side of the mountain. So there is one side of this path that just sort of like drops off and there are trees, you know, beyond that. And you can see a target hanging on a tree um, and you can point it out to everyone else pretty easily. Yeah, found it. So it's like a little oh. circular, like archery target. Yes, yeah. it's yes. Thank you. I could probably hit it with an arrow, maybe. Why don't you? 
Can I try and hit it with my sling first? I feel like don't waste an arrow. There's plenty. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know you had that thing, right? Ever... Yeah. What? Sling. <laughs> what is it? That's why I guessed. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I always had this sling. First time. <laughs> yeah, I've had one in my pack this whole time too. We've <laughs> never seen it before. I don't know what you're talking about. Kayla uses this thing all the time. Kay like snatches it out of Cedric's hand and is like pling pling and like playing with oh, it. No, I've, we've had that conversation. It's a sling, not a slingshot. Oh, you like throw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like picking up. She's like, "How do you use this?" <laughs> it's just a strip of like fabric or leather. You have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a belt. Are you sure you're not missing a belt? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you just show me how it's done then? You do it. Go ahead. Try not to hit okay. me in the back, please. <laughs> Uh, okay, I mean, I feel like I owe you one, but, um, is this just a t- plus my ranged attack bonus, right? Yeah. Ooh, metal dice. Uh, that is a 22. Uh, yeah, so you release your sling and the rock goes flying through the rain and hits the target, and after a moment you hear something and the wall sort of like, and it falls okay you can still see got it. path on the other side yeah wow maybe i should use a belt as a weapon it's a sling <laughs> i can okay, show you how it works do you think the bridge is timed should we like run across it we should probably, I mean, go. We should probably go yeah <laughs> walk and talk Let's stand here and wonder whether or not it's a timed bridge instead of just we crossed the bridge. Definitely okay. crossing the bridge. You crossed yeah. the bridge. Good grief. This isn't a video game puzzle where you set it off and then observe to see what it does to then <laughs> set it off again to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, ha- we have not had good experiences with bridges. The last time I crossed a bridge, I fell in the river. So I'm just saying. As long as this one will be an improvement as long as it doesn't spin over upside down. Wasn't that an awesome trap? I love that one. It's a good one. <laughs> it was the part where it was double sided that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so you continue winding your way up. And, like, the, I may not have described this well earlier, but, like, these are big mountains, right? So, like, you imagine that, like, oh my God, if we have to go all the way to the peak looking for this thing, it's going to be a while. Um, so you go up the path for a good ways through the rain. Um, and eventually you get to, I'm looking for the description. Um, I'm assuming, is it understood or should we say when we want to like during the walk say, I want to like peer over the edge or look around for the satchel. Like, um, I don't want to just like walk by it because no one said, I want to do a search check. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, if you have like a specific place that you'd like to be looking for it, you can. Um, but if you guys okay. give me your search bonuses, I can sort of like, you know, do an ambient or like a, you know, passive one for you. Like if we're, cause we're like always going to be vigilant, like yeah. looking yeah. for it. Okay. It I mean, we're set on this task to like not die and find the magic acorn pouch. Right. It's basically a genie in the bottle, except for a lamp. It's a pouch. And instead of a genie, it's, Three magic acorns. Three acorns. And so this is our, say... our search bonus and not our like made up perception bonus thing, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because um, perception is listen yeah. and spot, which is wisdom, and search is. Well, actually, give me both because, like, again, search is for like close up and per- actually perception is probably better, honestly, because like 
Okay. But we're searching for something. One of those is plus zero. One of those is plus zero. Yeah, you're looking for something, but like searches for like when you're like up close. Focus task. Yeah. Okay. I I was kind of thinking of them as like searches like in fifth edition investigation check. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Perception. Like one is wisdom, one is Yeah. 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 Perception is like awareness of surroundings, not like. So like a perception check would show you either the thing if it was just out in the open or a good place to look. Like if you thought, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it's in a crack in this wall or something, right? Whereas like search is yeah. like, now I'm going to stick my hands in the crack in the wall and see if I can find right. it or if a yeah. snake bites me or something. Okay. My perception bonus is seven. Seven. Ooh. Mine is also eight. seven. Seven. Eight. Eight. Huh? For Nadia? Mm-hmm. Or, okay. And uh, Fletcher? Four. Eight, seven. Four. Oh. <laughs> You're Cedric. <laughs> well, anyway. I, you said it quietly. I Sorry. couldn't tell if you said Cedric or Fletcher. Sorry. Okay. So sevens and eight and a four. Okay. Yeah. So I'll keep those in mind. Um. But again, if you want to like actively try to roll better than that, you can at any point. But yeah. So you wind your way up this path for a ways, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And you're going a little slow because it's rainy and you don't want to slip. Um, cause it's and not, altitude. And altitude, and it's not an exceptionally wide path, so, you know, it's supposed to be a tough journey. Um, and eventually you encounter the first of the gaps that Sue and Braga warned you about. Um, so it is a gap uh, approximately 30 feet wide, and you can see that, like, when you, like, look over the edge, like, it just goes down, like, quite a ways. And it's also 8 o'clock my time, which means that we are now on... Yet another cliffhanger. (laughs) I hate us. (laughs) Y'all, we covered some really important ground Mm -hmm. earlier about, like, anatomical stuff and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Revisiting the cloaca thing really was important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks to everyone who was hanging out. Um, thanks for uh, to Lord Mung for joining. Thank you, Rachel, for redeeming bonuses for our friends who didn't have to roll that much today. But oh, we will coming. need them next time for yeah. crossing. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we will need everything. Kay's mortal yet. enemy is vertical surfaces. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the safe wing emblem anymore. Yeah, so that's that's that for right now. We will be back. I always have to look at my calendar. I can't remember these things. We will be back it, on September 12th. Whoop. Sweet. Sunday, September 12th. Right here. Same time. Same Twitch channel. Same players. Same problem, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Another cliff. Our favorite. <laughs> Come for the games, stay for the inability to cross a gap. Yeah. Stay for the two hours of figuring out how we're going to get ourselves up right. <laughs> after yeah. falling. Yep. <laughs> you think we would have this down by now? Like, well, I'm... now it's raining. Mm. Well, but like, you're not going to be able to climb back up. This All right. A... Next, next village we come to, I'm buying a rope bridge. <laughs> 
<laughs> How would you get it to the <laughs> anyway? Nadia, oh, no, Nadia, Nadia. Nadia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your side. You yeah, just yeah. have to, you know, um, make sure you anchor it well and not like that one knot that I did. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Nadia's really good at tying mm-hmm. around. No. <laughs> yeah. No, um, she is. She rolled a one. <laughs> we don't know that though, right? Like that knot held. I think. It did mm-hmm. hold. Yeah. I want to say because yeah. I did briefly have a moment of being very terrified of killing Kay after she'd already not died yeah <laughs> yeah no i rolled and it, the the knot held but yes but you know you only have to get across this one you don't have to go down and back up the other side it's only 30 feet across it's a lot narrower than the canyon that you tried to get across i don't think that makes yeah. it better <laughs> yeah it might as well be the grand canyon for our ability level <laughs> well now you've got lots of time to think about how to problem solve it We'll be back on September 12th, Sunday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Anybody has any life hacks about crossing a canyon, send, drop them in our Discord. Drop them in the Discord. Yeah. Tweet them at us. Do the thing. Thanks so much for hanging out. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.